Bring it back. Ooh, 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 bring it back. Hey, guess what, folks? It's another episode of Galani and Chill. And on this episode, we're talking about the Rocky movies, including Creed. Ho! I'm so excited for this, guys. Uh, with me, of course, is uh, Stephen O'Tiri. Hello. Jonathan Suarez. Mm. And Devin K. Kopech. <laughs> How you doing? This is before this is before because Creed three comes out this week, right? I know. I'm, is I, is it this? Is, I think it's this Friday. It comes out. This is Dude. perfect. This is this is all lining up so that Michael B. Jordan contacts me and he's like, "Hey, I really like your Galani and Chew." <laughs> what? Really, I'm glad you did this. I don't know. He's gonna I'm, show you a bunch of anime. He's gonna show me a bunch of anime. I'm gonna be like, "Okay, that's cool. That's fine." Yeah, dude, you're gonna have to watch all the Dragon Ball Z. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because Michael B. Jordan. Here's a, here's a question: What if you meet Michael B. Jordan and he's just Devin? <laughs> did you guys, did you guys see that that uh that trailer? The new no. one that was like um not trailer that it was a, a the interview oh. the interview yeah with the girl that shat on him that went to in high, high school, high school. And, I and, heard he, and he it. fucked and he held that grudge forever. Yeah, she called him corny, right? Yeah, she called yeah, him, I'm she that said, corny guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm that corny guy. That was like from years ago. Good. Yeah, the pettiness. Fucking, the pettiness. And he fucking I love. held that grudge forever. I love it, dude. I'm gonna be in the wire, you dumb bitch. Like that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. You dumb dude. bitch. Yeah, because uh, what did? Because they said she what, she said in an interview or something like, "Oh yeah, I went to to this high school. I went to high school with him, and you know, people used to make fun of him because he was always trying to get his acting career off the ground. So he always brought headshots and stuff and." And then, like, yeah, she was just, like, shitting on him. And she was, like, yeah, he was, like, super corny. Like, his name was Michael Jordan, but he obviously isn't Michael Jordan. So we would all make fun of him and blah, blah, blah. Good oh, for she him. Was, she was just self she was bullying. She was bullying him. Yeah, she was part of a crowd yeah. that bullied. And it was, um, it was extremely low-hanging fruit, too. That bullied Eric Killmonger, of all people. You know what's great about high yeah. school is AKA when, they, Creed. when they bully and make fun of you for being, like, aspirational and wanting to make something of yourself like it's those people that peak in high school usually that come at yeah. you because you're like oh i'm really committed to this this thing and people are like that's fucking dumb you shouldn't commit yourself to anything those people end up being like trash humans oh uh, like they peak at the beginning of high school too <laughs> like they don't even like they were cool in eighth grade and then it lasted they lasted until about sophomore year. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, I'm going to get real into rollerblading. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Steve picked like, the worst thing you could possibly pick. <laughs> I mean, it was cool in eighth grade. inspirational about rollerblader. And you know what? I would have if rollerblading didn't fall out of fashion uh, after... Uh, well, I mean, I blame 9-11 for really... Um, that was the nail in the coffin? People oh didn't want to rollerblade anymore Steve, after do that. You, don't, you remember, don't you remember that David Cross routine? You remember that, Steve? Oh, my goodness. I forgot about that, where it's yes. like that one joke. <laughs> the, the one guy rollerblading after 9-11. No, wait, wait, <laughs> was, was, that, was that David Cross or Bill Burr? <laughs> that was David Cross. That's mm. David Cross, okay. The one guy the bird does talk about rollerblading, and he's like, "I don't care. I can still blade." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 That. That was. That was so funny. Or he was just rollerblading. 
Okay. <laughs> that was the last person to ever rollerblade. Yeah, it's it's over now. Yeah, he kind of killed it. Everybody's like, dude, that's fucked up. And they were like, this is lame, dude. Like, he got roasted basically on Twitter before that, you know, even existed. I don't know why, but I still want to talk about rollerblading. And I'll tell you why. Um, when I lived <laughs> okay. in New York, when I, I this will be quick. When I lived in New York, I used to go to Astoria Park all the time. And there was an older Greek gentleman who would roll rollerblade there nonstop. And this dude was going like 15, 20 miles an hour. That's like pro. fucking moving. And then like I overheard someone talking about him. And they're like, yeah, he's a speed skater. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Like that's <laughs> that's where rollerbladers ter- like who, who they start as speed skater. Some of them. And yeah. then they get into blading. And he was he he was fucking moving whenever I saw him like moving. Really. He had a that was speed. that was Malcolm's dad in that episode. <laughs> Malcolm in the middle, where he gets really good at rolling. I'm not kidding you. There's like a whole arc of it. It's like his thing. You you know how I feel about Malcolm in the middle, Devin. No, I know, but I, we're all not you. You know, look, we all no, have there saying, are our own opinions about that episode. Look, not the entire show is based on my life, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were only hated that show because you didn't like Francis Munez. Uh, well, for Francis Munez. I don't know why we're using the full holy name. <laughs> Francis Munez. Oh, God. But, uh, well, well I don't like him because, you know, he would, he, I would tell him all of my, uh, my life stories. Like Kramer, um, would tell, um, boss Elaine's boss. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Peter, and Peter. then, and then, uh, Munez came to me and he said, I'll buy those stories for a dollar. I didn't realize he was making a television show. At the time, he was just a janitor, a child janitor. Child janitor. A teary in the middle. That's what it could have been. Doesn't have a good name to it. Doesn't have no, a good ring to no, it. Was, no. No. I mean, that's the thing. That's not even his first. His first name is Malcolm. I don't know why he, I would name my show Teary in the Middle. Why not, why not Steve, Steve to the side? Steve to the side? Yeah, that's going to be the show that I'm going to write. It's going to be called Steve to the side. And, it, uh, <laughs> and it's just going to be really subtle, hit, like not even that subtle digs on the Malcolm in the Middle. It's me peeking over A show over that fences. hasn't been. You watch yeah. an episode of Malcolm in the Middle, and then I'll cut in shots of me like peeking over a fence or like looking through a window. Because <laughs> I'm just off to the side of the entire episode. Marginalized Otiri. <laughs> That would be so stupid. That would be the dumbest thing. Just a show where I'm slightly there, but I'm not in like, like I'm going to edit you, Chris, into episodes of Seinfeld where (laughs) you just peek your head through the window of the apartment. (laughs) I wonder what that Seinfeld's up to today. (laughs) Oh, that Jerry. Interesting. Again, I want you to get like really deep into it and be like, yeah, I'll bet you I'll remember this episode. Unlike Frankie. Fucking idiot. Chris pops his head from the window, puts a bunch of money on the counter, and says, I'm out! (laughs) That was the first one out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even end the conversation where they're setting it up. That man is not the master of his domain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yo, so uh, I figure we start the episode off with uh, anything you guys have watched. 
<clears throat> before we get into Rocky, um, any movies or TV shows that you guys want to talk about? I have an social, announcement. Social, to make. social Network. I'd like to talk about yeah. how good of a movie that movie is. That was a, that was a good movie. Pretty good movie. Choir, John. Very good movie. Choir. Um, what, what was your announcement? Devin? Wait, wait, hold uh, on. Time out. Dev, okay. uh, Chris, Zodiac or The Social Network? Gun social Network. Social Network. Okay. Social I didn't ask you, Devin. No. Uh, Devin, Devin, here. How about this? Inception or Social Network? Pick one. Ooh, Inception. Oh, okay. All right. 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 Cool. The ring keeps on spinning. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll Actually, never know. I, haven't see, I haven't seen Inception since probably ever. Right? Since it's Inception? <laughs> since we watched it, I think. Ooh. Okay. Inception since Inception. I mean, it's been a minute since I've watched. Well, John, get rid of uh, get uh, get ready for seventy five percent of exposition in the in the in the actual <laughs> movie, and then a bunch of cool fight scenes because that's all that movie is. Well, they need to explain. And, was, and Joseph Gordon Levitt I know walking in a, in a rotating room. I'm See, sorry, I, I, Joseph Gordon Levitt. I believe you mean John Robin Blake. <laughs> John Robin. <laughs> Why'd you say like your fucking vomits coming out of your nose? When I think about John Blake, yeah, that's Robin. His real name was Robin. Robin. His middle name was Robin. Yeah, it couldn't even be like they couldn't even be like. Oh, my name's actually Dick Grayson. No. So how come that? How come that didn't get memed on like like Ray Scott? It should because people like to pretend the Dark Rising is really good. It's yeah, because really Christopher good. Nolan Christopher Nolan has a fart in your face pass. Yeah. Alright, gun to your head. Batman begins or Dark Knight Rises. Batman begins. Batman begins. Even though they whitewashed uh Rajal Ghoul. I think I think I mean, of Batman Begins alone. Oh, speaking of which, wait, what does Dark that make Knight Tim Rises? if he wanted if he wanted Tim Liam Neeson to be Rajal Ghoul? Because uh, remember he fell asleep and he said that they should have done that. Oh, that would have been. That would have made a lot of sense. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite stories. And you're like, "What's that, Tim?" That was on an episode of this show. That's a good. That's a good flex, though. That's a good flex for like. Oh, it was just a bad movie. <laughs> that was the year he thought that X Men Three was better. Right? Oh, I don't know about yeah. the year, but he did say some things that. Did say some things, Chris. Oh wait, <laughs> about much. about Jaws. Ukraine. Oh, Jaws. <laughs> no, about uh, right. Jaws and X Men Three. <sighs> Wasn't there Oof. a whole song about that? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> there, there was. There was. You can find it. I think that was like our end maybe and the podcast with the song. I remember you yeah. talking about X Men Three. He's right. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> was oh. X Men Three that bad though? I mean, Cyclops dies off camera, right? Oh, remember the yes. juggernaut bitch meme that nobody yeah. ever quotes ever again? That's in that the movie? movie killed that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the juggernaut bitch. Wait, that was the soccer player that played Vinny juggernaut, Jones. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, damn, I wish I remembered a Ted Lasso character. <laughs> Which one? soccer player, right? Jones? The mean one. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy. Jeremy. Sisto. No, <laughs> the guy Wait, did we miss? Did we miss the Logan Paul uh, slap slap box fest, or did they not? Did that not happen? He just said Logan lost. 
No, Jake Paul lost his Jake boxing Paul match. Oh, oh my god, I don't even think of them as two people anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he went from his boxing fight and immediately lost in a slap action. <laughs> I don't know. I actually I don't know. I've been I've been Yeah, how many times how many times has Jake Paul kicked his dog since he lost that oh fight? God. He got. I watched highlights, and he, he. It looked like it was. Who did he fight? Uh, Tommy Fury, uh, Tyson Fury's. I was watching an interview. Extremely with somebody, comparatively not good at somebody, all. Somebody, somebody, somebody. I think from Bleacher Report or maybe Bleacher Report just tweeted the interview. Somebody was interviewing Jake Paul before the fight, and he was like, "Well, you know, like you know, you you won every fight, so like, what do you do if you lose this fight?" And Jake Paul just like blew up, and it was like. I don't know who the fuck you are. Like he was like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like he was like, oh my god. He knew he was gonna lose. So yeah. he tweeted. So the guy tweeted that clip again. After <laughs> he lost. Good. Now Tyson Fury. Or, um, um, yeah, Tyson Fury said Tommy Fury wouldn't be allowed back home if he <laughs> lost to Jake Paul. So there is that. <laughs> Talking about the Gypsy King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, I think different moms, but Gypsy they're King. you know they're related. Uh, yeah, Tommy Fury's like not that good of a boxer. He was like like me away. Yeah, like you know Tyson Fury's seen as the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time, and Tommy Fury barely beat a YouTuber. Got a split decision against you the remember YouTuber. The, remember when Dante Wilder knocked him down? And he was like, and he got bloody. back up. Yeah, and he was and dead. Look, he was dead. That fucking look he gave when he got yeah. back up, like the look of "I'm fucking screwed." Yeah, like, Deontay, he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> I fuck, I, I, I." That's Chris. That's kind of why I love fight combat sports. Oh, I, because I, when I, you give a guy your best shot, like that's <clears> the one that kills everybody, and he gets yeah, up. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like your soul leaves your body, and then you still have I to do? fight. Yeah, oh, it's do. it's wonderful. Well, that's that's a I good love. segue because that happens in one of the Creed movies. <laughs> yeah, that exact thing happens. Well, but before before we do that, I do my announcement, that. Chris. See, Devin has an announcement. Oh, oh man, congratulations, Devin! Thank you. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I no, I uh, I officially started The Sopranos. Officially. Hey, all right. Jenny's getting me through it. I'm on episode five. Wait, what's the deal, man? Like, you got to watch that. Then what are you making? What are you making her watch? <sighs> She's been watching. <laughs> she fucking wishes. <laughs> She's not. She hasn't earned the right. Uh, um, uh, no, I mean, no. she's been watching. <laughs> she's been watching. Chris, that's going to be you soon. Uh, right, well, maybe. She's been watching Last of Us. And we kind of just needed a new show. And uh, that was the one we landed on. Because I was like, yeah, I've never. We've never done it, so why not? Why not Correct, finally find out? You know, she like is she liking the last of us? She falls asleep every episode. <laughs> it's either that or crying, so yeah. you gotta watch out. Yeah. Oh. I, got a, I got a question for you, Devin. Do you think he could beat Mr. Beast in a boxing match? Ooh, Mr. Beast. Devin, how do you respond? How much training? Hmm. I think he would like, be good. If if what I have all, is, right? If I have two months, if I have two months to train, do I get a trainer? Only mm-hmm. two months? Okay. Yeah, you got two months, months but like, I mean, you, I, I'm assuming- I mean, you just gotta knock him out Mr. once. Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast will uh, afford you a trainer. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. Then fucking and yeah, get you I, and I, get I put, you surgery. I put money on Devin. Yeah. yeah, I would say Devin, dude. Mr. Beast is soft, dude. Oh no, but he's also buying you. He's buying you LASIK eye surgery. Oh well, there you go. That's wait. I don't need it. No, he's making your eyes worse. Oh no! 
<laughs> Shoot, just in your eyes. Listen, that dude seems like he's like, I will give you three hundred million dollars for every punch you land on me. I'll be like, okay, because that's all. All his YouTube videos are like, I will give you a hundred thousand dollars. I'd be honest for with this you, thing. If you fought, I feel like if you had that same level of training, two months, you could beat Jake Paul. Nah, that dude. Fucking I'm trying nah. to go. You, I'm you trying to go through YouTubers. <laughs> Listen, Chris, I don't want to admit that, but like he's, I would, fight, I would fight an him athlete. For all that for all that money, I would fight. I him. mean, I'd fight him, but I, I would not. Him. I think you'd toast him. I think he would. You, you got a heavier hit than he does. I could already tell. And you would not. <laughs> Wait, the Jake Paul? Yeah. Or Mr. Beast? Both. Well, Mr. Beast seems like I might got. I might have a chance. Jake Paul's been, he's like, I mean, not for nothing. I'm like, I, I'm loath to give a shit bag like that credit, but the dude's been boxing and training to box on some somewhat serious level for like at least five years at this point. Well, let me ask you another question, Devin. Do you think you could take Babish from binging with Babish? <laughs> uh, babe. Yes. Yeah, I could too. I think okay, so. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm just gonna start. That's going the baking YouTubers. YouTuber, right? The guy that bakes. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who cooks. He cooks stuff. Yeah. Like, do you even see his face? Yo, what if he's got a real yeah, mean see, face you though? You see his face. You see his face. Oh, really? He's super I, bald. Yeah. He's super bald. He's super bald. That means his testosterone. He's it up. He's tatted up. Well, that's that's a chef thing, right? Yeah, kind of. And he also makes his food out of people. Well, yeah, well, that's not true. I no. didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> well, he might win. He's got the man meat in him. That means he's gonna win. He's got yeah, the Wendigo. What about what about Markiplier, Devin? You think you can take on Markiplier? This is pretty big and young and athletic. Markiplier? I think we're. Yeah, that dude's kind of jacked, isn't he? Really? And, and Wait, I don't even mean up, like. Let's look up Markiplier stats. I don't mean like he's jacked, so I wouldn't be able to beat him. Wait, just, Steve, how, ma- how many points does he have in energy projection? Ooh, oh, uh, yeah. he's got he's low in energy projection. He's got oh, five. Okay. He's got right, about cool. five. Okay, Markiplier five ten. Uh, he weighs seventy nine kilograms. <laughs> I'm not doing the math. Yeah, I don't know he seems like an athletic dude. He seems like an athletic dude. Again, we gotta we gotta remember here, fellas. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm no. I resurrect Customato and train. He trains you for two months. You fuck. Oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yes, Chris. Yes. Give me the one of the greatest of all time. I'll resurrect him. I'll figure it out. Yeah, the him and Freddie Roach will he'll fucking they'll be my team. I think but, you, you know, sound yourself. Steve's picking Steve's picking some I mean, I'm picking some people here. Here, Chris. So, yeah, but you I'm, you're I'll picking you some one. nice people. I don't want to fight any of these guys. What about what about what about um what about Mike Oprah Winfrey <laughs> from a uh, from a uh, Red Letter Media? Mike from Red oh, Letter. Mike, I fucking destroy Mike. <laughs> He's like a senior citizen already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but he he can tag team with uh with Rich. Oh, well, then I'm losing. Rich is going to creep me out enough where I I fucking lose. Rich is like Goldberg. <laughs> He's all he's all ego, man. I, I can't fight that. Yeah. Oh man. Mike, I would fucking destroy. Patrick H. Willems. Who the hell Ooh. is Patrick H. Willems? Oh man. You'd win, Chris. I like him. He's a guy, but he's 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 a, I mean Chris just you can His last his last video was all about the Looney Tunes. That was pretty good. Oh, he's a Looney Tunes fan? He's no, he's a he's a movie <laughs> guy. He's like a big movie yeah. guy. He, he did a whole video so on uh <laughs> he did a, well, a video I, on I really do <laughs> Anybody who likes the Looney Tunes is a beta, so I think I could uh, destroy him. Oh boy, crush him into into 
powder. That's a beta mentality, bro. You know what that makes me? A sigma, bro. I don't care. <laughs> Dang, are Chris and Devin going to fight at the end of this? Well, if, if Kevin... Uh, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> Kevin Dopeck. Wow. Kevin Dopeck. I'm Kevin back. Kevin, Kevin Dopeck. If Kevin Dopeck beats Jake Paul <laughs> and I beat, I beat Patrick Wilhelm or whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> then we got to fight together. And that would be okay, we would, company. yeah, we could t- whatever that tag team, the red letter media guys, we could fuck both those guys up. It'd be hands of I. stone versus hands of balone. We could fuck Ooh, both like those that. guys. Devin, you think you could fight Wang, Justin Wang from Wang? Uh, not Justin Wang, Funny Justin name. Wang. Wang. Funny name. Wang. I, I have to uh, hold on, Justin. You're a funny guy. Wang yeah. from Shark Tank. No, just a Wang YouTuber. Oh, W H A N G. W H A N G. I have no idea. Let's just assume yes. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to get stats for you. I'm trying to get stats right. for you. Right. I mean, I'm just looking at a video he's done, and he has long hair, and you know the angle's off a little bit, but he doesn't I'm, seem. I'm like, gonna he start could, reaching out. He I'm doesn't seem like he could turn it on. You know, I'm gonna, I'm I gonna think start I could turn it on him. People, and I'm gonna see. Uh, who, who's willing to fight you guys? I don't want to fight anybody. Chris, you got to fight a YouTuber. Chris, we found this YouTuber, right? He hasn't done many, but he's a name. We no, I have Lock a YouTuber. YouTube video. Oh, no, no, no. I, have a YouTuber. I have a YouTuber for Chris to fight that he would okay. want to fight. Will Wheaton. Oh, Chris. it's over, oh, baby. Wow. I'm going to cream his ass. Woo! <laughs> See, Yo, now, he got, now he got his juice flowing. What if you find out, like, Will Wheaton could, like, Fuck you up. He was like a. He's like Prince. Golden gloves. Yeah, he's like a golden gloves boxer, and you had no idea. I would idea. at least go the like distance. Game blouses. Chris <laughs> would go the distance on adrenaline alone, just seeing him in the ring together. Fucking piece of shit. You got a brain addicted to a video game, Chris. You have to concentrate. This is a fight. <laughs> Fuck that episode of Star Trek, man. And I'm just like pounding my fists in the corner. Chris, he's 5'11", 50 years old. Oh, you think you got him? I would break him in half. Oh, but here's the <laughs> thing. Every time he lands a hit on you, he ages down one. <laughs> you know what? That makes my chances better because he's a little twerp when he was young. <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay, so he's he's, he's got to watch every, out. He's going to land some some hard hits or else he's going to DH too much. Turn he's got to beat me in the first there. couple rounds or I'm, I'm, I'm destroying him. That's the only way it works. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's, uh, uh, yeah, reach out to Will Wheaton. I'll fight that guy. <laughs> Steve, uh, reach out to Will Wheaton for us, please. Uh, yell me. I mean, he did respond to me once on Twitter. Tell I, said, him, uh, I, I know a guy like, who would fuck you up. <laughs> I thought I played against him in a game of Overwatch years ago, and his response was, that wasn't me. Make sure you report whoever you played against. Wow, what and I dick. was like, that was wow. That wasn't me because you beat me. Like I knew it wasn't. Him. We just like re- jokingly you reached know, out. Just, via Twitter. Yeah, uh, just had a Will Wheaton, and Will was like, "Report who you played against." <laughs> oh God! He was that saying was- how he did. He did all these bad things to Star Trek. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I would, I would never play <laughs> as Bastion. Why does everybody hate Worf? Huh? Why do they hate me? I want to play the wharf in the remake that Chris is filming. Not Kevin Hart. I will fucking box Chris in a fight so I can get my movie beautiful, role. Beautiful. Beautiful. Set it up, Will. 
set it up. He would just want to play you in Catan, Chris, but in a boxing ring. I would would punch him while playing Catan. (laughs) Oh, Chris! Can you play Catan whatever you want? Roads! We would go punch for punch in Catan. What if if you (laughs) find out that you and Will Wheaton are Um, equal strength and become besties? That would never happen, Steve. It might. You sure about that? That would never happen because he played a fictional character I don't like. No, but you know what, though, Chris? Like, I was like, oh, maybe he's not that bad. Like, people shit on him because his character was annoying in Star Trek. But then you watch his show, and it's like, oh, man, he's, he is kind of annoying. It's I'm not the worst. Lie. What show? His, uh, it, I mean, what was his old show that he used to do. The I war game show. He was on, he was on one episode um, what the of, fuck uh, is that name? of a Critical Role, and he, and he role-played. And his character was the most edgelordy, obnoxious bullshit. Cable... <laughs> cable? No, it's not, not a fan. Not a fan. It's just called tabletop. Oh God, here, Chris, just watch this. Um, oh, I don't. Just watch the beginning of this. I think, be... Chris, I think you would get along with a young Stallone. I think you'd like. I think oh. you'd get along with this version of Will Wheaton. <laughs> I get along with this Stallone. That check should talk right now and watch and doing softcore porn. Watch he's the beginning that, of this. He's, he's the Joe Viterbo. Joe Viterbo, for Christ's sakes. Joe freaking Viterbo. Oh, I, I do want to talk about a movie that I did watch that wasn't the Rocky movies. Um, so I ended up watching uh, The Whale over over last week. Um, Was it offensive, Chris? No, I wouldn't say okay. that at all. Um, yeah. I'd say, if anything, it was trying to shock more than it was trying to make like characters that are enjoyable but, or well, then don't you think that is that, don't you think that is offensive to I, I to, guess I guess right if, it, sure. if that's the case I think it, it played that's very, what people were saying it played very much um like a like a theater production like uh like a bunch of theater kids getting together trying to be oh we're gonna we're gonna shock the audience and they're gonna we're gonna wake them up you know like that's kind of what this movie felt like more than a film um, it doesn't even come close to the wrestler at all. And I'll be perfectly Was honest. the wrestler offensive to wrestlers? No. If anything, no, they, the wrestlers love that movie because it's so yes. It's so gritty and it feels so real. And there are situations that I feel like are in the wrestler that are that are that people can relate to, like far more than... Was Black than Swan offensive to ballerinas? <laughs> um, Probably not. Maybe. Be a little because she gets weirdly obsessive about it. I, I'm sure a lot of ballerinas. Was mother like offensive <laughs> to mothers? <laughs> I guess not. I don't know. Well, I can tell you, Noah was offensive. That's a shot. That's a movie that I thought they were trying to shock people with nope. in that movie. Mother, Noah, mother, yeah. Noah was offensive to religious people because I mean, didn't Noah secretly mother. take place in the future though? Yeah, it was like a post-apocalyptic future. That's why. Don't That's why it was know. offensive, I think. That made it sick, though. Dude, if there were, like, robot giraffes he was putting on that, like, sky boat, oh, he's I would have watched. I would have like, went to the he's theater. He's Skynet. He's getting all the robots. Yeah, he's got cyber, cyber wolves well, and shit. Well, I think why people think it's in the future is because the world of Noah in the Bible was pretty terrible and chaotic. And it was like Mad Max because there were people, like, eating people. And shit, and that's why God flooded the world because He was like, "Fuck these people! They all never change. I'm gonna flood everything." And that's a great thing for a God to do, by the way. And um, 
yeah, this one. That's the Old Testament God. That's Old Testament Ooh. God, baby. Yeah. You know, he tw- he tweeted the Pope and begged him to see the movie. Really? It's not it's not fake. He's like, Your Excellency, please see my movie, Noah. You gotta watch the Exorcist. And I, and I think the Pope left him on red, so no, yeah, the Pope smart. responded. He said, "Sorry, I'm too busy watching Fast 10. Yeah, <laughs> he said, "He said, fuck you where you breathe." That's what he said. <laughs> um, yeah, the the whale. Um, I will say this too. I did not find Brendan Fraser's performance in this <gasps> as revelatory or anything. Snook out. I think he overacted a lot in this movie. I think he was a wailing, crying fat man for. Pun intended. Of it. Uh, <laughs> and I also will say that Sadie Sink wasn't very good in it either. I think she uh, also overacted. I think she. So, so yeah, because that's the thing, Chris. Like people were like the people that were not happy with the movie were saying that the way it depicts like overweight homosexuals as just miserable people and like helpless too. Like yeah, and it's like not really like. Like they're like we're tired of being portrayed this way. Like why can't we? You know, the sad like thing, that was that was the major issue with people. The saddest thing about Brendan Fraser's character wasn't that he was overweight. It was that he was completely helpless and never defended himself ever. Like it's there yeah. are times in that movie you watch it and you're like fucking say no, like no say no, and he's just so like milk toast and passive. I it infuriated me. I wonder, if, I wonder if the play wanted. that's how that's how the play is, right? Is that how the play is? I didn't even know it was a play. I just yeah, I think I it was a play. Was. I think that's what I read. Uh hey Steve, can you get a hold of Brendan Fraser and says Steve uh Chris Galani is gonna fucking fuck him up? Okay, yeah, I'll reach out. <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna fight him. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck, fuck that up. Brendan Fraser at overacted fat piece of shit ass. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get current day Brendan Fraser or right. back in the day Brendan Fraser. I can get you back. To, to action Looney Tunes, Brendan Fraser. Steve, if you can't okay, do that, can right. you get a hold of Sadie Sink and tell her that Chris Galani is going to fuck I'm going to tell you, Sadie Sink was far better in this season of Stranger Things than she was in The Whale. Far better. Like, she played a grounded, realistic character that felt real, and we all related to her. And okay. in this... Man, so you really didn't like this movie then, huh? I... Well, that's Sounds the thing. Sounds like you really like it. I liked um be scared, Chris. If you didn't like it, just say you I don't like think it. I hated right. it. It's hard for okay. me to say I hated it. Because like I like darker movies. I like films that have a less than But Top year. Gun Maverick, you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the opposite of dark. Oh <laughs> man, uh... I had to bring it off, damn it. I had to bring it off. <laughs> I can't stand Chris, that movie. Would you have would you have liked that movie if uh, instead of fighter pilots it. they were monsters? Yeah, one hundred million werewolf pilot? Fuck yeah. Werewolf, Dracula, Frankenstein. Uh, that would have been awesome. And, they were all just miserable people that never stuck up for themselves. Then Chris would be like, eh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, if, if Maverick just right. lay okay. down and didn't prove the mission could be flown, Chris would be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, that would have been realistic, at least, because he's a 50-fucking-year-old man. I mean, isn't that just Neon Genesis Evangelion? Probably. I don't read Brazilian anime. <laughs> yeah, you know I don't wow. speak Spanish. <laughs> 
Is I don't speak Spanish. No, no, I don't know where that one came from. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, Devin, your one came from like left field. I don't know where that I'm one. Gonna, was. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give the whale a light fuck. I'm gonna say okay. Yeah. Oh, light fuck. Man, that's like Steve yeah. O'Tierry territory. Hashtag <laughs> Mary. Uh, you literally just uh, shot. You shot on the movie for ten minutes. I and you're like, like, ah, I fuck like- it. Aspects of it, I think that there are some things in it that that I related to. I think, I think I may have not uh, liked Sadie Sink and Brendan Fraser, but I liked. Uh, I believe her name is Chow. Was it like this? Or, was it the acting? Was it the writing? Was it the directing? Like, what do you I think, think that there was really it? wasn't much to it directing wise. Like, it's it's all shot in like one little apartment. Um, it's not really the most stylistic. I think maybe that's why I bounced off. So do you think they overacted because it's based off of a play? Like, is that, I think, you, I think that's do you think it comes off like a play? Yeah. Does it come off like a play? Okay. I think that's the biggest issue with it. Like, I feel like there are aspects of it, like I said, where I like the smaller location. Like, I think that's always neat for me where you take a film and you just have it basically played in one area or one room. Like that stuff's always kind of fascinating to me. But like yeah. the problem I had with it is some of the dialogue and some of the like the blocking in it was like right out of a play, and that's always like over dramatized mm. and like really over the top, and that stuff I always bounce off of. Um, in right. Um, but I like I said I I enjoyed the story overall. Uh, well, that's hard to say. You don't really say enjoy. Like I I respected the story. Uh, how dark it was and um yeah it's still in the line too of those like the wrestler where it's like a male with some talent and ability who gets kind of forgotten because of a tragedy or just forgotten in general and that is definitely like i feel like this is the beginning of a trilogy for arnofsky like mm. the wrestler the re- the whale and I, i'm assuming another film like that with a w in the title <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think this is weaker than, uh, the wrestler, obviously. And I think it's weaker than like Requiem. Um, but I, Requiem, Requiem, but I liked it more than I liked like (laughs) Noah and, and even mother. Like, I think mother's okay. I don't think mother's that great of a movie. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's really just like, it's, it's, if anything, it's like a, uh, it's like a farce because <laughs> it's like nothing. No, no character is r- relatable because it, they're not supposed to be. They're like aspects of nature and life. So that's always hard to do in a movie, in my opinion. Um, I do. I just. I guess the reason why I came out kind of negative is because of all the positive press it's getting. Like that's why I. I. I came out. You know, guns. Guns blazing in the beginning. Um, I, I think it's overrated. That's really what I wanted to see yeah. more than anything. Um, like, yeah, compared to like Banshees and Tar and everything everywhere all at once, like this is not even close to the quality of those movies. Um, but, That's fair. Yeah. We're, we're here. We got nominated. He's probably not going to win. Probably. Well, he keeps he eating his lunch, right? He's up against Colin Farrell. He's up against uh, Austin Butler for Elvis, who's probably the the front runner. Uh, Dude, I heard he had to like. I heard he was like microwaving 
ice cream and eating it to gain weight for the Elvis roll or some shit. What? Really? I thought you were going to yeah. talk to say the whale there for <laughs> No, Austin Elvis. Butler. Um, yeah, he looks like a really thin guy and Elvis wasn't thin. Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You know, like he got really fat. But um, I don't care because mu- musical biopics are like, I don't give a fuck about those at all. It's like low-hanging fruit, I feel, sometimes. Ah, yeah. You're so, tr- so true. It's, it's, it's like low-hanging, melodramatic fruit. Yeah, and then like, and like you can always like it's like it's almost like cheating because like the fucking diehards will will just it's like automatic money at that point. It's not like even it's if the boomer. movie's bad, they'll still a, see it. It's a boomer movie. Yeah, you know you're gonna get the boomers in the theaters to go see that one. Um, and Top Gun two <laughs> got everybody to see that movie. <laughs> movie's great, badass. Uh, turn and burn, Chris. Shitty fucking boomer movie. Um, yeah. So, uh, The Whale, I don't recommend. Well, at least I, I recommend when it comes on to streaming, I found it. Like, I wasn't going to pay money to see that. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a light fuck. I'd say go check it out. Give me your... It's a good sit, as Devin would say. Mm, okay. okay. Sit there, watch it, take it in, and then kind of forget about it and move on. Um, that's the way I would look at it. But... That is everything. Does anybody else have any films? Well, I mean, Chris, we saw a movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were, uh, say, Cocaine Bear, or uh, oh, Bury the Lead there, uh, <laughs> spoiled it, I should say. Uh, if you were to say The Whale was kind of overhyped, where would you say Cocaine Bear lies? It's... Uh, under reviled <laughs> <laughs> okay all right all right I, I, the reason why i say that is because people tend to when they look at a movie like this they'll be like oh well you know it, it doesn't have to be good because it's about a cocaine bear like that response it fucking it wrinkles my brain um because like yeah no it still has to be a movie that's entertaining and funny it's the snakes on a plane reaction. It's the snakes on a plane reaction, exactly. Because, like, I'm, I'm a firm believer, even before I saw this, that it's impossible to make a bad movie on purpose. Yeah. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. It has to be intent. It has to be not unintentional. You have to actually try to make a good movie, and it just turns out like shit. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I just don't think that you can do it. And I feel like the underlying philosophy of this movie is, you know, shoot as low as possible and maybe it'll be good. Like that's a terrible way to make anything in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me. Or at least Uh, like a, yeah, like a bad, good movie. Yeah. Good, bad movie. A good, bad movie. Like a good, bad movie. You should be shooting for the stars when you're making it. Like, like you can't, you can't make that purposefully. No. You can't make the room purposefully. You can't make Twisted Pear by Neil Breen. Yeah, the there room. there has to be like an authenticity right. to the creator's uh, intents. Yeah, and then like I agree with Chris. The movie wasn't really good. Um, there is a moment where like I'd say about 45 minutes in or something like that. It's like the you see kind of see it in the trailers, the ambulance scene. Like, there's a moment in this movie where I was like, okay, I can see how this movie got, like, a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, something like that, right? 
like way higher than you would actually expect it to get. I was like, okay, I can kind of see this. And then from there, the movie just plummets. It just, it's just like keeps well, going. Me and you like said the same thing. Like the movie peaked at a certain scene and it was about five yeah. minutes into the movie. And if it ended there, I would have been like, yeah, that's fun. That was a fun flick. You know, it was unoffensive and was gory and goofy. That would have been yeah. Fun. There may may have been like some some actual like I don't want to say thought put into it, but it's like cause some of those kills like are like like mean. Like you're like yeah, this is kind of like a comedy, but like that guy died bad, and like yeah, then it yeah. kind of lingers on his dead body as like the life leaves your eyes, and you're like whoa, this kind of like fucked up. Yeah, like tonally, it was kind of fucking all over the place, right? Yeah, like, yeah, and it's. And it just kind of felt, I think at the end of the day, the worst parts of it just felt like a movie from like the 90s, like a children, like a family movie from the 90s where like the cartoonish bad guy, you know, and then everybody's like, you know what? We're tired of your stuff. And then the kids, there's like the hero kids. And then, you know, it's a movie about a bear that does cocaine and eats people and the movie's only thought, 90 minutes. It's 95 minutes, but if that felt way too long. I, I kind of thought like a lot of the kills were poorly shot too. Like they were really close. Okay. Close up on like the actual murder and it just looked like a jumble of nothing. Probably because it's like the CG is not good. No, uh the no. the I mean it's not like offensively bad, but like at no point does this bear look remotely real, you know? There was also another scene that I was like, I was, I, I fell asleep twice while watching this. I never fall asleep watching movies, by the way. It's it a rarity. Um, there was a scene I remember. It was with Carrie Russell, and she was looking for her kid. And yeah, there was this really bad ADR sound bridge. Ooh, there into, was into like a, was... a drone shot that was like totally out of nowhere and didn't make any sense to the overall movie. Like it just. It wasn't necessary. Like, I feel like she shot this interesting little scene and then it, they cut it up and added this drone shot because it cost a lot of money, probably. And yeah, it was just bad. It was like bad filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the movie or if it's Elizabeth Banks. But I should say the movie of uh, the writer or the director who's Elizabeth Banks. Uh, but it's just like, it's just not, it's not good. It's like weak, at all. Weak sauce. Um, and then there's that scene. Remember Chris, there's that weird, that weird, completely awkward flashback. Oh, that lasted God. for five seconds. No, that was so stupid. So remember was, that hiker? Was, and it was like, is Elizabeth Bank, Banks a good director? Cause wasn't that wasn't there a thing recently they just said that she was trying to direct Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Something. And they never got back to her. Um probably good. Probably on the on the good side that she didn't get a hold of that. I think I'll I, I'm not sure. Did she What if that's what if that's her what if that's her timeline? She's supposed to take over Star Wars like Taika Watiti is. That was I would recommend against that. Did she direct um, Mean Girls? Because that's actually no, movie. no. But Tina Fey, I think, wrote Mean Girls. She did. She she, st- she directed a uh, movie. Well, she was a director of Movie Forty Three, uh, oh. Pitch Perfect Two, 
Charlie's uh, Angels, the 2019 yeah. version. Mark Waters there. directed Mean Girls. That's a good flick. I like Who did yeah. Bad Santa 2. No. Okay. The Spiderwick Chronicles. That's... Freaky Friday. Ugh. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Blech. And He's All That, which oh, I watched a couple years ago. <laughs> and was absolutely fucking dog shit. I told you about that, right? Because uh, Devin Robbie is in it. He's the he, and he's all that. Yeah. Robbie from Cobra Kai. And they had to have a fucking karate scene that had no context at all in the movie. Like, he just broke out and fucking fought people. Isn't it shocking that he's, like, infinitely better in a show called Cobra Kai than he is in that fucking thing? Yeah, but I, I just think it's, like, fucking, like, it's stupid that they, like, made him do a karate scene just because yeah. he was in Cobra Kai. I mean, it's kind of like having, you know, having the rock in the movie and having him not throw a punch, though. You're like, eh, come on. What are you there for? Wait, Mr. Popper's Penguin? No, 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 no. That's not true, Devin, because, like, Dave Bautista can do serious roles where he doesn't have to punch people. Wait, what movie are you talking about? He's all that. Oh, I thought you were talking about Mr. Popper's Penguin. Where the fuck did you (laughs) get that from, Steve? He he directed that, too. Oh, okay, okay. My brain caught that, and I was like, Wait, there's karate in Mr. Popper's Penguin? <laughs> there might be. What? If if Jim Carrey was known for being in a karate TV show, they probably would have made him do it in there. Yeah. Like Jim Carrey do karate. Am I crazy? <laughs> Am I crazy that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give uh, Cocaine Bear a kill. I think it's uh, not worth your time. I think there are better bad movie, good bad movies out there like Birdemic. <laughs> and twisted pair and uh and the room like all the movies that were tried they tried to make a movie and it turned out the way it turned out those are better um, movie might get a sequel though chris yeah it did really well right yeah 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 ant-man 3 out of the out of out of the number one. Oh, the yeah Kino Classic, Ant-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the worst reviewed? That's the worst review. Yeah, yeah that's, today, the, that's right? the worst one. Yeah. yeah well, Wait, did you see it, there's Devin? There's going to be more, yeah, John. I saw it. There's going to be saw. more. <laughs> uh, what did you think, Devin? Like, was it as bad as people were saying? Or and give your I don't think. No, honestly, I think, I think we're like, we are entering. Fatigue? The, no, no. We're entering like the critics are like. Now we could finally say how much we fucking hate these movies, right? Like, I feel oh, like, yeah. I feel like it's gonna be a little overheated, uh, overheated. I would say because it's not worse than the Eternals. It's just not. It's just not. Uh, you're right. You're right there. But I, you know, like uh, close second. I feel like without seeing it, I feel like you could take a look at. So Iron Man uh, Two is better. Oh yeah, I Thor Two is better. I could tell you Thor Two is better. That's the thing. I don't. Maybe Thor two. Amazing Spider Man two was bad. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. You know what? You know I'll say this. That movie actually, the Modok stuff like works more often than it doesn't. Oh, I which I, is Chris. Devin, Chris, I cannot Chris, wait to watch this fucking movie and disagree with yeah. you so fucking much. Yeah, no, I can't it's, wait. I can't there's wait. some there's some good bits, and you're like, all right, that was fun. You mean the I, internet meme? The fucking internet meme. The Morbius level meme. Of, of no, it's not even a Morbius level meme because at least that was popular. This is going to disappear. 
Wait, so was it better than Morbius or no? Yeah, it was definitely better than Morbius. Well, the verdict's still out for me, John. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm not saying like Modoc's the best character you're going to see all year, but I'm just saying like it's not as bad as. No, he does not. Oh, why would I say? Were people just posting that as a meme? (laughs) Maybe because Dwight has a Modoc head. No, they've just been they putting they've been putting every actor in the Modoc and stretch. Oh, really? <laughs> it looks terrible. It looks terrible. it looks really bad. Yeah, and it's kind of like I don't want to say it's on purpose, but they're like, "What the fuck happened to you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I feel like, great." And you know, the Avengers play with game it. Did better, which is like real bad. Like when yeah. the Avengers game, which is a game that's notorious for like doing every character wrong, basically. Yeah, visually. Yeah, but, like, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting me to go, uh, <laughs> that Modoc scene was actually pretty funny. Okay. You know, again, I, I, I'm I not going to go to bat for it, but. I think you're I think you're slightly off on saying it's critics' chance to now lampoon every Marvel movie. I think they're not going to do the same for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think that's going to be a legitimately good movie. And that's going to be, like, so, I'm going to sit back and watch Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on Disney+. Plus. After it's been out, after I've seen it in theaters, and I'm going to watch Ant-Man 3, and I'm going to be like, Ant-Man 3 is a piece of human dog shit. Human dog. Like a, a hybrid between a human and a dog. And Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is... That's a hell of a shit. Yeah. Decent food. I think it's I like would... human eating dog food and shitting it out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I dug pretty deep into it, I think, last week. Or maybe the week before. I guess, you know, I dug a little deeper into it. But it's... I, I do, I, I mean, I disagree with Chris in the sense that I do think this is going to be the time where, you know, if there was a Marvel bump before, now it's just going to be, it's going to be flipped uh, the other way. Not oh, in any dramatic that. sense, but like. Yeah, I think, when will this happen to Nintendo games? I think Guardians 3 <laughs> will get dinged just because, like, you're going to see the same, is this is Marvel fatigue finally begun? Like, you're going to see those when. Guardians 3 comes out. I disagree. Oh, I Chris Pratt and like the Chris Pratt thing. I think well reviewed, but nobody's going to see it. Like I, I don't. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. I say yeah. it's going to do hot numbers. It's going to be hot for about a weekend or two, and then it's going to then it's going to peter off. But it's going to get good reviewed. Yeah, I think it's going to make it a, a good a good chunk, especially if it's good, because that is the one thing that I feel like people often overlook. Like if it is good and like. People will see it, not all the time, but if it's big and like has a name, like a Marvel movie, well, if it's really good, people are going to see it, and it is going to make a billion dollars. You I know? think the Marvel, the Marvel fatigue happens more at the box office than it does critically. Like I feel like Marvel is producing some really dumb shit recently, and it's getting it's getting its comeuppance for producing shit. And I feel like Guardians is going to be the out on that one. It's going to be the outlier. Yeah. It's going to do. It's going to review really well. But people are fatigued from seeing those, these movies, and it's not going to do as well in the box office. It's, I mean, you can't, I, I you can't put out a movie yet. like you can't put out like three movies a year in theaters, and then have like three shows a year. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it was easier easier to follow when it was like eh, two movies a year. Yeah, I could watch a Doctor Strange and uh, like Black Panther. Like Should that was Disney, simple. Disney Plus just fucking it just kills it. I think like, it oversaturates it. Yeah, Disney Plus was pumping it. Pumping it too much. That's where I you point so. to, right? For oversaturation. Pumping the well. Pumping the well like, I, think, I think it's also an outlier, uh, outlet for people that don't want to see it in theaters. They'll be like, ah, just wait, because it's like a mid-level Marvel movie. Yeah. I'll wait for it to hit Disney Plus. 
which help, hurts. hurts a lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd, agree I'd, I'd be interested in like looking at like wave one, wave two, wave three, wave four's like length, like hourly length, and seeing like how much longer wave four is. Because mm. it has all those shows and like, oh, you're yeah. talking like just all the movies are extended. The phases, too. right? The phases. Like, yeah, the phases. Much? Yeah, like yeah, I get the sure. hourly watch time. Mm. Did you see? Wait, real quick. It's not enough to like. A continually dunk on quantum mania but did you see that link i posted where yes what an so the Matt link i posted Perry was could have yeah. been the, the bill murray role come on yeah man. and like watching the movie i was like matt barry would have this oh, would have been so much better <laughs> so much better hmm. so exactly. yeah i mean you know that that means matt barry can get a better role yeah i agree because that's like I don't know. That that's frustrating because it's like, yeah, I get it, Bill Murray. I, but like, I, I will say, yeah. I went back and watched the Doctor Strange Sam Raimi movie. Man, yeah. that's it's not great. Um, it's got a lot of problems to it. Like, I feel like I was overtly, overly, and uh, happy about it, and and reviewed it a little higher than it should have. We were just, we were just happy to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. And I'll be honest, like the dialogue in that movie is fucking terrible Devin how long how long until Devin how long until Chris says may I rewatch Winter Soldier and that movie is just bad that's a bad movie John I'm really serious I thought Chris said that already no like at some conversation we had like a year ago you know why you know why Winter Soldier is not going to be a bad movie even in the future because it's a cool character driven piece about a man reconnecting with a person that he thought died that's why it's good. It's grounded. It's a great character piece. This new Marvel push and is all about a... crazy bullshit that they throw on the screen that is just trying to excite your eyes. And, and Winter that's... Soldier is also a monster movie. It's a horror film at the same time. Yeah. So, you've seen that elevator scene, John? Yeah, it's I like saw J- it before any of you guys did. It's like Jason <laughs> on an elevator, okay? Taking out teenagers. <laughs> that is a horror movie. Dude, now I want to see Jason like just fucking get assaulted by a bunch now of I teenagers see, uh, in an elevator. Yeah, now I want to see Jason uh, walk out the elevator and see Guy Ferretti just waiting. <laughs> um, so Guy Ferretti versus Jason, dude. Uh, versus throw, Alien versus He Predator. throws his butcher knife and he catches it with his Freddy claw, and you're like, oh fuck, who's Freddy? <laughs> Sorry, okay, I'm done. Oh my god. Okay, so if that's uh, if that's everything, if that's all the new stuff, I think we're going to jump into the Rocky series, huh? Um, guys, what a privilege to sit there and watch every Rocky movie. God damn. Um, I'm going to bring it down a little bit. I'm going to make it a little sad, actually, and make it personal, too. Um, I used to watch all of these Rocky movies with my brother, and... That was like a big thing between us. Like every time they would come on uh, when they were syndicated, they would always come on like together, you know, one, two, three, four, and five and six or five. And, um, you know, we'd all, we'd sit down and, and it would be on all day in our house, like commercials be damned. We would watch all five of them back to back. And, you know, we'd talk about four and we, you know, uh, I would talk to him about like three, and about how like overrated it is compared to like four and five. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was a cool thing that I had 
with my brother and um you know when i was sitting there and watching it again i got you know i got a little teary-eyed actually um you know it's um it made me think of a lot of stuff and it made me think about him and it was um it was great like it was such a nice privilege to remember him too through these movies and uh, yeah, I, I still really like them too. And, and, you know, I feel like nostalgia is on its side because these films, a lot of them aren't very good, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but they're, they're really important to me. I feel like the, the, the first five, I feel the Creed and, and Creed two are great movies, but like, you know, these were my childhood films that I, I sat and watched. On, like I said, on syndication. It was always on TBS. Um, all five Rocky movies together. And um, yeah, it's just something that's very deeply connected to me. Um, Rocky Balboa is such an easy character to love, too. Like, can you name like a more lovable character? Really? Well, because he's the underdog, right? I mean, exactly. did, he, did he mainstream the underdog? Like, is that... Is that synonymous with Rocky? You know how like Santa think, Claus is synonymous with Coca Cola for creating that image. Like, is the is the mainstream well like image of of the underdog was that was that spearheaded by by Rocky Balboa? I'll think? tell you. I think I, I'm, this makes me sound kind of patriotic. I think America mainstream the underdog. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Chris, I I do. I do. I think we're we're an underdog. The best parts of our country. Are underdogs in the South? They're <laughs> 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 gonna, gonna rise again. <laughs> um, no, like the the best thing, in my opinion, when I think of America, the best parts of it are always like the downtrodden, the people that like that are so low on the totem pole, don't have any money, and are like miserable people, or not miserable, but like just bad in bad situations rising up and becoming better like i feel like that's what this country should be about right like right yeah you know like what well, why it was started in the first place and goddamn if rocky is not the epitome of that like in so many ways um it's a truly american story and um to see creed kind of take the ball and run with it is like even makes my heart you know, even bigger, really and it translates it to the to the to the corresponding times as well. Yes, if you yeah. think about it, it too. modernizes the whole idea of like what it means to be an underdog, and like even in 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 Creed's case, like he was an underdog when he was a kid, and then he got adopted by his I I wouldn't know his stepmother, I guess, by Mrs. Cosby, by Mrs. Cosby, and like. <laughs> The fact that he is still an underdog in that movie kind of attributes to how great it is because he grew up after that with wealth and with everything and given that, yeah. to him. And he instead of taking it and, and taking the silver spoon, he spits it out and says, no, I'm a fighter like my father. Um, I've always been a fighter, even with all this stuff. Yeah, and he still has like he still has the the tarnished relationship with his father, who he's never met as well. Yes, yes. and he which is really him. like it's really complex. I think yeah, the, yeah, the character, it is, it is, depth yeah. of of Creed. 
I, I and it, it's 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 a little bit of hate in the first movie, you know, because he's there's that wonderful scene where he's shadow boxing as Rocky against his father. Oh man, so sick! Which is a fucking awesome yeah. scene. Um, low budget yeah, too. Real low it's budget. Just, it's a projection. It's a projector. Yeah, I love that Sweet. shit. That makes me even happier. Um, but yeah, like let's get into it. Let's get into the first film, and I will say, um. You know, this is without... You have, to rank, you have to rank them at the end. Oh, I, I have a ranking. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I will say this without any... any with, with all the ego I have, this is the best sports movie ever made. Like I, Rocky. I, oh, first Rocky. Rocky. A first Rocky okay. film, hands down. And it, it says something about it because there's very little boxing in the first Rocky movie. Like, it's about... I'd say about 15 minutes of actual material where it's just boxing. Um, and I guess that doesn't matter when you're making a sports movie if the the characters are right and the no, it is just, on point. Yeah, it has to mean something. It has to mean it's all something. they want. Exactly. Um, you know, like listen, you know, the movies like Miracle, which I love, and Hoosiers, and a lot of other films where it's about an underdog team. The most interesting aspects to them is Mighty, not necessarily dogs. Mighty Ducks, <laughs> little giants. The most interesting aspect about it is them practicing for the game, or them like living their lives before the game starts, because you start to get a little snapshot of who they really are and why it matters to them. Like Devin said, it has to matter. Um, that's the more oh, interesting yeah. parts, right? I mean that that all that stuff is in the Mighty Ducks as well. <laughs> but that stuff is what shines. <laughs> that's the stuff we think You're about. Right. You're That's right. the stuff we think about more than the actual fighting. And, um, yeah, I feel like with Rocky, it's, like I said, the epitome of the American underdog. Like, I, I don't think there's a sports movie that does it better. And, um, yeah, and just because, you know, I'm a Philly sports fan, that helps, too. <laughs> like, it's everywhere in Philly, Philly sports. Um, well, Chris, according to the Rolling Stones, only one movie does it better, and that movie's Hoop Dreams. <laughs> well, Hoop Dreams, and that's that's cheating. I, yeah. I, hey, I brought up to Chris too, and it's a little bit of cheating because it's it's yeah. re- that's a real yeah, that's a, that's a real story. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, it, that's not really a sports movie. It's not even about sports. Exactly. And I, yeah. I feel like, uh, what is this called? Like when I, I think it was Dave from our friend from Cut print film of, of the past uh, was like asking what documentaries to watch and I was like oh watch Hoop Dreams it's like the best one ever made and he's like well I don't like basketball I'm like it's not about basketball yeah. Dave it's, not at all about basketball. it's about life it's about it's about <laughs> as much that Rocky is about <laughs> boxing right exactly yeah you know yeah, it's, like, not, yeah. it's Rocky's about the, 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 the sad guy kind of dumb who's got his heart in the he's right place. He's pretty dumb. I don't know if it's kind of dumb. He's yeah, like, he's pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even before the brain damage, he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, but, like, he's got his heart in the right place. He's trying to, like... like it's about the film, heart, man. Yeah. He's trying to, like, bring up the people in his neighborhood to make them realize that they're better than they, who they are, and they spit in his face, basically, for that. Like, he's... God, he's just... A person is so easy to love. Like, I don't, it's hard for me to even pick another character like that in media. Like, Rocky Balboa is the king of that. Mm. Um, and, you know, part of it is pity. I'm not going to deny that. 
Like there is, but he just it just seems like he's the right guy. He's the right guy to root for in yes. any situation, right? You, yes. you kind of want you want to see him win. You want to see him succeed. succeed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to see him succeed, which I think is more important than winning. You know, like you want to see him make something of himself because all the goodness is there. And if he were to be better than what he is currently, he would be a shining example to anybody, you know? And and there's no better movie than that. He's like it's like a boxing eight mile. It's like a boxing eight <laughs> mile, Steve. <laughs> and I I think there's more rapping in eight mile than there is boxing in Rocky, which is like a whole other thing, but like <laughs> I think that's what's cool about Rocky. It does a lot with a very little, too. Like that's a big part of it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gloating over this movie, but I'll get some, read off some facts here. Um, firstly, uh, Rocky was directed by John G. Avidson or Alvidson, I believe. Um, it's written by Sylvester Stallone. Um, I thought yeah. Sl- Stallone directed it too. He didn't direct it. No, he just wrote it. Right. He, he goes on to direct basically every other Rocky except five. Um, and uh, it's got a Rotten Tomato score of ninety one percent, which I think that's is low. Crim- that's too low. That's criminally low. In my was it Rocky two? Well, I guess we'll we'll get to Rocky two. Yeah, we'll get we'll there. get to it. Uh, audience score sixty nine percent. What fucking retards? Because he loses. Because <laughs> he loses. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Easy. Yeah, I know. Sorry. That, that, it just bothers me there. I that know. one infuriates me. Well, um, I'll tell you right now. R- Richard Schickel from Time Magazine says, The story is achingly familiar, and though Stallone has a certain power, he is certainly not the subtlest actor to crawl out from under Marlon's overcoat. What the fuck? Wow. Marlon Brando? Wow. In 2011, too. You old piece of shit, asshole. God, you know. <sighs> How dare no you? No heart. No heart. No heart. That guy's got no heart. Um, well, you got you got Roger Ebert on your side. You gave a four out of four. Yeah, well, he's he's a great reviewer. It's um, a mensch. He's a mensch. <laughs> Except he he gave the thing a star and a half. Well, 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 <laughs> um, sometimes mensch, sometimes you miss. Sometimes you miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, box office. This is the big one, guys. Two hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Two hundred twenty-five, and that is like is that adjusted for inflation or? I I want to no. That is the amount that this movie has made both worldwide and domestically. Oh, okay. In nineteen seventy-six, fucking phenomenal. Like that is a huge hit, huge. Um, and it was made for nine hundred and sixty thousand dollars, guys. I mean, it's ah. just they just they did it in stone in the in the backyard in the in the backstops of Philadelphia. And you know what? That's a good term too. The meatpacking district and the one thing Italian market, my and the art te- museum. There's one thing my film teacher always says: make backyard movies, make movies in your own backyard that are important to you, and people will come. I'm like that's, I think, a big part of this movie. Um, so Stallone wrote the screenplay in three days. Uh, it entered a complicated production process after Stallone refused to allow the film to be made without him in the lead role. Um, he really pushed for that, and God, man, he's man. like, "This is my fucking movie." Yeah, and he was—he was Rocky. Unknown. You cannot, yeah, you won't be able to cast anyone else. I mean, they—they they had Robert Redford, Ryan O'Neill. Could Burt you Reynolds, imagine? James could Kong. you imagine Robert Redford as uh, Rocky Balboa? No, no. no. I want to off myself just thinking about that right now. Like, 
Burt, Burt fucking Reynolds. I mean, I would have, I'd rather have Burt fucking Reynolds with mustache and all than Robert fucking Redford, the fucking, uh, the polar opposite of Rocky Balboa. Like, absolutely right. He's not like I, I can't, can't. Uh, man. Yeah, before basically Stallone issued an ultimatum. He was like, "I'm not making this movie if I'm not in it." And you know what, man? Like, this is what they tell actors all the time too. Like, if you're not getting the roles you want, write a fucking screenplay. Like, yeah, write, dude, yeah, make your own. Make your own shit. And and Stallone took that advice. He ran wild with it. And unfortunately, believe it or not, Stallone sold his script to ABC before even this conversation started. And he was in he was so depressed. He was so sad because he was making no money. I think he was shooting like these stupid little TV shows with Henry Winkler. Um <laughs> and like it basically, this was Winkler, like when he was in the the Fonz era, so he had some star power. But like, wow, he was so upset. And Henry Winkler went out of his way, bought the script back, and gave it to Stallone to make on his own. Whoa, Yo, what, what a uh, mensch! There he is. That's a motherfucker. What a guy. Yeah, I, I read that. I was blown away. Like, what a what a guy who knew he had it had some power. Yeah, and was like I can't let him not make this and be in it. Like he needs to do this, and he bought it back for him. And now we paid have off. The, I would the, say, right? We had the greatest sports film ever made because of fucking the Fonz. Fonzie, Fonzie's a homie. <laughs> he is a fucking homie, Steve. You're absolutely right. Um, really cool, really cool thing. Um, so the fight between Ali and Chuck Wepner was the main inspiration for Rocky. Although the character was based off of Frazier and Marciano. Frazier Crane. Frazier Crane. Frazier <laughs> Crane, of course. Uh, no, I mean Joe Frazier. Yeah, the, of course. The, Philly, the Philadelphia <laughs> boxing legend, Joe Frazier. Yes. Um, yeah, but the character is based off Marciano and Frazier. Marciano My was nose like was split like a tomato. My physics teacher in high school used to always <laughs> quote Rocky Marciano, and he'd always say, my nose was split like a tomato. And he would always say it. <laughs> Everybody, Every they, day. everybody they talk to about Marciano says he was just a class act. He was a nice guy who really helped, went out of his way to help people. Um, and it makes a lot of sense that Rocky's based off of him. Um, he just seems like a the perfect Rocky character is, is Marciano. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see here. Uh, there's a Frank Stallone cameo by the trash can he's singing. I thought you meant he was the trash can. Damn, Chris. Let's be honest. Frank Stallone Uh, hate coming out soon. uh, So uh, Frazier used to beat me and used uh, used to run up the steps of the the art museum. That's where the inspiration for that came from. He used to punch meat in a meat locker. Those are like iconic. Those are like iconic scenes now too. I know, um, and it's cool. I like. I'm, I'm a big Joe <laughs> Frazier fan, not because of the Philly thing, but I just I like him as a person. Um, the original script uh, was much darker. Um, it had Mickey as a racist. He <clears throat> was a hardcore racist. Oh man! And at the end of the movie, Rocky throws the fight to not be caught up in the uh, the pro boxing world because he was. So oh my god! Um, glad that's a completely didn't... different. That's a completely different movie. I know what we got. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, that would have been uh, it would have been rough. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie; I would like to watch the Else Worlds version <laughs> of, of Rocky. I would like to watch it. 
racist feelings. I'm, inter- I'm interested in he's, it. He's I'm totally nothing. interested in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. God damn. Damn, Mickey. Um, And, uh, you know, I think what also makes this great is, like I said, um, Stallone was kind of a nobody at the time. And like Rocky Balboa, he was given a shot and he made not only the highest grossing film of the year, but he won, uh, I believe it won an Academy Award. Best Best Picture? No, not Best Picture. No, it won Best Actor. Right. No, it did not win Best Actor. It won Best Screenplay. That was okay. I'm That's the only sure. one? Yes. Let me see. He was nominated for Best Actor. I think he stood up when they announced it, thinking that he <laughs> won, but he didn't, which is kind of sad. Uh, Yikes. Uh, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's not a good one. Yeah, yeah, no. It won, it won. It was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, won three, including Best Picture. It did win Best Picture. Okay, yeah. great, 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 great. But he okay. didn't win Best Actor. Oh, right. and he won Best Director. Yes, the director won, the screenplay Peter won. Peter Finch from Chris Galani's, one of Chris Galani's favorite movies, Network, won Best Actor that year. Well, Network's a fucking phenomenal mess. Wow, he beat, that, guy beat, that guy beat De Niro's Taxi Driver as well. Oh, Ooh. wow. Well, that should have won. That's no, wild. No, Network is a fucking phenomenal movie. Man, look at that. Network, Network is a better movie than Taxi Driver. Network's a better movie than uh, Rocky. No, Network's a better movie than Taxi Driver. Okay. But I mean, be, be, better better acting performance, though. Peter Finch was... Um, Bro. Peter Finch. I mean, there's a reason why they play clips from Network still in movie uh, <laughs> stadium. I mean, it's Taxi almost Taxi. as much as Rocky. But <laughs> almost as much as Rocky. Like, I don't know, man. Okay, yeah. Peter Finch was literally the guy that they play in... Like, I'm mad as hell, and they're this not. Is, I'm not going to take it. This anymore. is a crazy. This is a That's crazy a great role, um, John. That's a great fucking role. Well, this man. is crazy Academy Awards year too, because guess who John Avil- Avilson beat? Who? The man, Who's the myth, the legend, the icon, Ingmar Bergman, for face to face. Okay. He beat the fucking goat, dude. <laughs> Face to Face is not his best movie, though. I know, but it's still. Hold on, he still beat. He's the King Slayer still. <laughs> Chris, I, I want to ask you one, one question about Rocky, though, because when I watched it X amount of years ago for the first time, like really sat down and watched it, hundred nineteen uh, minutes, by the way. That that uh that scene where he's with um Adrian in his in his apartment is creep fucking city. I you have to understand this is the 1970s. <laughs> that's pretty much the excuse, right? It's just like, yeah. That's it was like that in Blade Runner, right? It's like just as it's it might be worse. It might be a worse offender than Blade Runner. Well, it's like, all right. I'm, gonna, let's, let's I'm just gonna context. put my face on your before, face. Before before let's put the context glasses on here. Okay. This is a character that Rocky has been flirting with on and off. For let's say years, a couple of years at least, since she's working at the pet store, she's standoffish, she's shy, she's one of those people that has really low self confidence. It's hard for those people to break out of their shells, and I feel like that scene in his apartment is a scene where two characters are just connecting. 
right? They're learning to love each other. And Adrian is still who she is. She's someone who's closed off, who's shy, who's not really into. It's, it's, it's a rough look, though, in 2023. Chris, you know, what Chris, you know what Chris is right now? Chris is the football coach with the mustache and the two tight T-shirts. <laughs> you say, hey, no. boys will be boys. Eh, they're horsing around. I, I, I don't know. I, I tend I. It's a little. He pushes. He forces himself on her a little bit. Doesn't she like actively say like "move"? I want to get out of here. He's like, no. He's hugging her while she says that. Okay. It's not. It's not the greatest look. I will give you. Cancel Rocky Balboa. Well, if they were to make, if they were to make that scene today, somebody, somebody would definitely. I would. I would hope. Change it. Change. The context of that scene. I guess. I guess. All I'm saying is, I feel like for the time, and those both those characters in the context of the film, it's not terrible. It's not like I feel like it's two characters really getting to know one another and, and falling in love. Like I, I do see that there, and it's everything that kind of led up to it too. Like taking her on the ice rink and walk and not having skates and like running behind her the whole time, like. It's, it's it's kind of pitiful. Both of them are in that scenario. <laughs> like they're both really pitiful characters, but they're kind of finding each other. And you know, Adrian is not a social person. It's hard for her to break through. I I I think with the context, it's a little bit not as bad as you guys think it is. Personally, okay. that's it. Well, uh, um, Rocky Rocky Trump. Um... No, not even close. My favorite scene upon uh, rewatch has is hands down Rocky and Mickey having a confrontation in his apartment. I love that scene. That scene's I fucking love it, Devin. It's so good. And it's so it speaks to Rocky actually like standing up for himself too. Like yeah. That one scene, you know, in the beginning of the movie where they put his stuff on the, or they call it like Loser's Row. Mm-hmm. They, they take his they take his locker from him and they put him on Loser's Row. Like, it's all been building up to this, to this interaction between him and Mickey. And then Mickey gets to his apartment and he, you know, goes to leave and he opens and closes the door, forgets that he left his hat in Rocky's apartment. And then Rocky, thinking that he left, comes out of the bathroom Mm-hmm. looks at him and then goes back into his bathroom waiting for him to leave. It it's just a really great blocking in a tiny space, you know, like a good direction. And then him yelling at Mickey as he's leaving, like, you didn't care about me. You know, nobody cares about me. You know, like yeah. it's, it breaks your fucking heart, man. Yeah. Well, it's the scene where you just finally like, He's mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. It's like <laughs> just he really like has his fucking breakdown, and uh, you know, it is it is in my opinion uh, one of the best scenes in that movie, though for sure. And then at the very end, he runs out, and he you know, there's no no dialogue. He runs out of his apartment, stops Mickey in the middle of the street, and they just they look like they're talking, and he hugs him. Yeah, because he apologizes. He feels bad. Yeah, because that's Rocky. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's uh oh man, what's he's like? 
the a big galoof, right? Or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you it's know, like, ah, okay. It's hard. I don't even think Mickey hated him at that point. Like, he didn't. Like, he just, yeah. like, he respected him probably for standing up for himself. <laughs> um, ah, man, what a, what a phenomenal film. Um, it's in the Library of Congress, guys. Don't worry. It deserves it. to be. It deserves to be. And you think that's just the people who work there are just like, we want a movie. <laughs> We're tired of watching We Get a Bernie's. Give us something good. Fine, you can get Rocky. Yay! I don't want to watch Network again. I want to watch Rocky. <laughs> like, oh, fine. It's either Shrek or Rocky. You got to pick. <laughs> oh, Rocky. Yeah, too. Okay, but we'll get Shrek next week. Which Shrek, though? Which Shrek? Um, we'll go to the Blockbuster and pick up Shrek. <laughs> it's um, I don't have to say this, but the 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 amount it made at the box office, but it was the top grossing film of 1976. Yeah, hands down. So um, huge hit, won Academy Awards. It's got everything, guys. Check it out. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move on. To what I like to call the downward spiral of Rocky <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it just how could you you can't make a better movie than Rocky? That's just it's just it doesn't happen, man. Um and you know, sequels are sequels. They're predictable and you know, they're they're the same character that you've seen before in a different maybe slightly different context. There's really not that much different in Rocky Two. Versus Rocky One. I mean, he's fighting Apollo again after after losing, but going the distance. Um, it looked like Apollo was was you know out on his legs, as they say, um, during the Rocky fight. So the people want a rematch. You know, they want they want to fight. Um, and and both they both declined the fight at the uh, I think at the end of one and the beginning of two. They're like no, well. Uh, Rocky declines to fight, and then Apollo's like, fuck no, I'm gonna fight him! Yeah, well, Rocky, Apollo's just like, he's like watching TV in his, in his, uh, in his pool, right? He's butter, he's butter. They're talking shit on him. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shit. He's washed. At Apollo. Apollo's washed, baby. Well, what I love about this one is this makes Apollo, um, this makes Apollo more than just, like, the bad guy. Yes. You know? Yes, makes him very human. Um, I feel like a human being in the scenario and the position that he was in would have wanted the same exact thing. Like, oh, fuck that. That was a, that was a fluke. You know, I'm better than that. I'm the fucking heavyweight champion. There's no way that'll happen again. You know, that's such a human response, you know? And I, I, it's, it's easy. It's so easy to relate to Apollo Creed in this film more so than in the first one. I will say that. Um, so Stallone directs this and write and wrote it as well. Um, this was made three years after 1979. Um, seems like a big job, like a long period of time. But now, yeah, nowadays that would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous, right? Like literally, this film takes place seconds after the fight. He's being driven in an ambulance to a hospital you know he's been i feel like that's how you made sequels back in the 70s like they were just like what's the second movie it's just a continuation of the first movie it's yeah. like halloween to halloween 2 you're right that's what that is you're right i feel like uh you know even godfather there's not much of a jump between one and two like they moved to, to nevada but like it's pretty much right where they left off with michael and everything so like yeah you're right like 
sequels tend to just take up right where the last one left off. And that, there's something to that. I actually kind of like that, um, personally. Um, Alvinson declined to direct because he wanted to work on Saturday Night Fever, which was like another fucking giant hit. Um, the year is 1979, too, like I said. Um, the Rotten Tomato score, 72%. For Rocky Two. For Rocky Two. Wow, I feel like that's pretty low, too. It is kind of low, right? Um, audience score of 82%, so that's kind of higher than Rocky won. It's because he won, Chris. Yeah, dude, come on, he wins. Ugh, that's disgusting. Um, box it's disgusting office. that he won? Wow, Rocky. Yeah, wow, Chris. <laughs> You're really rooting for, uh, for Apollo. You wanted to I see mean, Rocky honestly, get put in right place. It's such a bigger accomplishment to go the distance as Rocky in one than win and two. I don't know. That's me. I no, mean, I'm, like, I'm, this I'm is one of those. There. In the first movie, it seems like a bigger those... accomplishment. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, this is one of those scenarios, like, one of the few scenarios where it's like, I'm okay. I'm like, especially, like, with the direction you're going to go into, because this is now going to be a franchise, right? Sure, uh, but sure. it's like, it's also just like, I'm okay with getting what I well, Sometimes you just want I, you know, your dessert, I get it. right? You just want I the get dessert. It. I just don't understand the response. Like, I feel like. To me, when I watch Rocky, the the win, the work up to the fight and the fight in Rocky One, it has a little bit more weight than this fight. Like he's already trained, he's fought Apollo before. It's it just feels like you know it's a second outing, and and I get it. That's the crowd pleaser of the two, but I feel like as accomplishment, one's got it, takes the cake. Um. So the only other film Stallone directed before this was Paradise Alley. Do you guys know what that is? I love that movie. Not never heard of it. <laughs> exactly. Which bombed. It bombed pretty terribly. Um, so Rocky uh, surprising Creed by fighting right-handed was not in the original script, but came about due to an accident on set. And I kind of think personally that they were shooting a lot of scenes. And Rocky was fighting right-handed because he's right-handed, Stallone. And they were like, fuck. <laughs> like, watch the dailies. Like, somebody was like, you know, he's fighting right-handed, right? And you're like, ah, shit. Uh, yeah, and, you know, Balboa was probably, Balboa, Christ, Stallone was probably, like, uh, a little flustered, right? He's directing yeah. a huge movie. Probably just didn't catch it. And some genius, or Stallone himself, came along and was like, well, what if he... Changes or he it switches up. it up as yeah. a strategy for boxing. Instead, instead of Southpaw, he goes right-handed and just fucks with Creed. And it's a pretty good idea. All things considered, probably the smartest mm-hmm. idea Balboa's ever had, which yeah. explains why he never did anything fancy like that again. That's true. <laughs> um, Talia Shire had a scheduling conflict, so that's why she didn't appear at the fight, and her scenes were shot months into pre or months into production. That's becomes iconic too because like that's like in every fucking sports yeah sports arena now is is the uh is the scene where she's telling him to win at the, she the can't make it yeah. yeah giving birth another we happy rock. accident yeah. another happy we accident rock. yeah see uh, you know I think it was Orson Welles that says as a director you're you're presiding over happy accidents and there's a lot of truth to that. Like when you make a movie, the accidents, the real stuff, sometimes better than what's written. You know? Yeah. See, what I would have done was I would have had Adrian give birth to his boxing gloves. 
<laughs> what is what is this WWF? <laughs> Where like before before the fight, it's like Rocky, you got to put your gloves on, and she's like, "Don't worry, Rock, I'll help." <laughs> Thanks, Adrian. You're always looking out for me. It was such a terrible pregnancy because she was giving birth to gloves, two gloves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sixteen ounces. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Throwing some um, haymakers. It was the third highest grossing with a box office of $200 million, a budget of $7 million. Uh, third highest grossing film of 1979 behind Superman and Amityville Hollow. I mean, right. I understand Superman. Superman, but Amityville Horror. God, dude, Amityville Horror is so bad, too. Dude, horror, horror movies make sense. I mean, back I in know. the 70s, like, you know, they were scared of their own shadows back then. They were like, <laughs> there's a house that's filled with goo in the basement. <laughs> Horror movies always make bank. Always good. You're not wrong, but like, oh man, I, that movie stinks, dude. It does. I guess like, yeah, like Michael back Landon then, is terrible in that movie. Too. What other sports movie? Like, like, how do you like? What frame of reference did they have besides like, I don't know, 1930s old basketball movies <laughs> that they would like film on a projector? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> And I can't think of like uh, that's the thing I can't think of any really. They didn't have like those. Rocky. They didn't have those stories back then. <laughs> I, I think Rocky was really a trendsetter when it came to that. Um, but yeah, this uh, runtime of 120 minutes, which is basically one minute off from the sequel or the uh, original Rocky. Um, yeah, I just think that's a sweet spot for for Rocky movies. I mm-hmm. don't. I think when they go a little over, it tends not to work out. Or when they go a little under, it's a little undercooked of a film. Um, but uh, that brings us on to, I think, the most undercooked of all of the Rocky movies, and that is Rocky Three. Um, Rocky Three, directed by Sylvester Stallone, written by Sylvester Stallone. It's a runtime of 100 minutes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes score 67%, which I think is really high. Um, audience <laughs> score of 74%. It made $270 million, which is, I think, the highest grossing Rocky movie ever made, I think. No, no. Cross that. Um, a budget of $17 million, and it was shot in 1982. Um, so uh, Stallone, to get in pre- preparation for the film, began a strict diet and workout regimen, a.k.a. steroids, in preparation. Um <laughs> Uh, this was his uh, workout routine and his diet. So Stallone got his body fat down to 2.6% and weighed 155 pounds. He only ate 10 egg whites a day and a piece of toast with one serving of fruit every three days. He had a two-mile jog, two hours of weight training. Then he napped during the afternoon, followed by 18 rounds of sparring and weight training and swimming all in one day. Jesus. Well, I mean, he looks like he has 2% body fat. He is, yes. I think, I, arguably I in the best shape. In- that's why I, I said that, and you guys said, Rocky 4, Rocky 4. I disagree. I think Rocky 3, he is cut unbelievably. Almost to the point where he doesn't look like a good fighter. Like, Yeah, he, no, I mean, he's way probably more exhausted. And he, I think it is, he looks the best in this, too. Like, he's I young. Think- yeah, I mean, it's uh, – he looks insanely good in Rocky Four too. But, no, you're right. Rocky Three, look at him. 
he's fucking ridiculous looking. Yeah, and he, that's when he's at the gym and he's getting pictures with everybody. Yeah, dude. And his trainer's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> you know, um, I uh well, this was the transition, right? Because Mickey dies in 2 and then in Thunderlips kills him, right? Thunderlips breaks him in half and then eats him. <laughs> Makes that sense. Is lo- that is lore. Um so and uh MTV. Mr. T was casted after winning America's Best Bouncer, which apparently was a competition thing back in the 80s. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. Uh the film is considered his breakout role. Um, which I mean, you can't you can't argue that. I mean it's not DC Cab, Steve. Ah, oh, okay. come on. <laughs> Bill Mars in that movie. I don't care. Hey Chris, what what's your prediction for this fight? Ooh, prediction? Pain. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that alone, I'm like, yeah, nah, that's fucking, that's hot. That's cold. That's, that's cold line. shit. That's a cool line. It is a cool yeah. line. In an, in an utterly forgettable film, that is a cool Yeah. Because um, contextually, I love this idea. The idea of this movie is great. It is. It is. I feel like losing and then coming back to win against a fighter that he kind of overlooked and didn't consider a good fighter is a cool idea. I just don't think it's, there's so much shit and chaff in this movie. And it's surprising because it's a hundred minutes long. Like there's, they waste so much fucking dumb time. Like that whole thing with Pauly in the beginning where he's like angry at, at Rocky, like that's mm. who gives a fuck. Like, you guys, your reaction to Paulie is like, fuck that guy. He sucks. Like, I remember I brought him up. No, Paulie's the, the worst. And I kind of pity the guy, but I guess you're right. Like, he's just such a shitty character. Yeah, and he's awful in that. Like, he's shitty to Rocky for no reason again. He is. He is. Yeah. I mean, he's been proven wrong and wrong again by Rocky. Yeah. No, Paulie really is objectively, like... I get mad when people Rocky. like think, talk about how much they like Polly. Polly, I don't like Polly. I pity Polly. That's the difference. He's not even wor- like he's he should be. He, he should have been shot. Like Rocky oh should have shot him in the fucking heart, dude. <laughs> Polly was vile. Like you said, oh, they were gonna make him racist. Sure, they were. Like, <laughs> no, come on, no, 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 Mickey, Mickey was gonna, gonna make be Mickey racist. racist. <laughs> oh, Polly was Polly was gonna be the guy who says. Mick, that's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Mickey, or I guess Polly was like, "I'll be the racist." Uh, yeah, like, we don't, we don't need a racist. He's like, "No, nah, you do." He that's what they did. That. They split, they split Mickey into two characters. <laughs> yeah, I'll be method. Okay. It's Mickey is the twin scenario where you got all the bad recessive genes. Or Polly, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just a piece of shit. Also, um, Rocky no sells the first fight, and that's always yes. always irritated me. Yes, it's it's the fighting, and this is not great. Um, I feel like in general, I think the Thunder Lips fight is more realistic <laughs> than the, the fighting in this movie. Um, it is the it was the fourth highest grossing film of 1982, behind E.T., Tootsie, and an officer and a gentleman. Um, okay. Frazier and Ernie Shavers were considered for the role, but Frazier had a stuttering problem, while Shavers had a high-pitched voice, which made him less intimidating. I know you mean Joe Frazier. I know. You're <laughs> going to keep thinking that, so I'm going to keep saying it. 
I want you to think of Fraser Crane. That's fun. Like that would be a fun movie because then Niles would get like all like, hmm, you lost the fight. <laughs> um, that's interesting though that they were like going outside back like into actual boxing realm. Well, you know that's what they do now, right? I mean, that is what they do. But like, I'm not gonna lie, not as fun. No, it isn't, right? Because they can't act. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of depends on on where you're going with it, because. Yeah, you know, it's um, you don't have a good actor, and you know, sometimes you just need an actor that's willing to do lots of working out slash steroids. You know, what's really sad too is they said Frazier had a stutter, and probably he's like, he probably didn't before he, he was. A <laughs> yeah, it's he probably was, just yeah. CRT. You know, <laughs> you bonked in the head a billion times. It's really kind of sad. Um, yeah, I I think this is the weakest Rocky movie. I agree. I think it's, um, I think there's a lot to it that was used well in Ro- in Creed 2. I think they took elements of Rocky 3 and kind of applied okay. it to, to Creed 2 and that it worked. Can I, Especially- can I throw, can I throw a twist at you at the end of this? Cause I think, I think yeah. this movie suffers from big formula problems. Cause like you kind of, yeah, right. you kind of know, but like by like the midpoint of the film, what's going to happen. Of course. If okay, if Rocky lost the rematch and just learned the lesson that like there's gonna be people out there better than you, like yeah, would it make it any better at, at all least? Times, yeah, like, actually, you know, Steve, you bring that up, and it wouldn't really change Rocky Four all that much because in the beginning of Rocky Four, he's helping Apollo fight Draga. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it could have just been like, well, he's not fighting anymore. He's got a lot of money, so he's just kind of living on his own. But, I mean, I don't think he would have had the same amount of cash in four. No. I mean, he's, he's like, training, like, on his... Like, that's the thing. Like, if he lost in four, but, like... That would be fucked Again, with Rocky one, where it's, like, he went the distance with, like, the machine. Like, and, like, the audience, the Russian audience, like, got on his side... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that would still be, like, kind of, like, a win for the audience. But, like, in this movie, it's just, like, Clubber Lang is, like, the meaner, bigger, better boxer. He beats the dude. Rocky goes through, like, tough stuff with, like, Mickey dying. I think Um, it would have made it less formulaic if he lost in three and then beat Drago in four. Like, that would have kind of been cool. Because it would have been him fighting emotionally in four. Right, you know, because of what happened with Creed, and then overcoming that thinking, and you thinking that he's not a capable fighter because he lost in three, you wouldn't see that coming. I feel right. It would kind of come out of nowhere. So you're right. I feel like I'm just trying to think of like anything that because like it's like and he handedly beats Clubber really. Yeah, he he finishes Clubber. I think he's the like, no quickest knockout. It's like third round. Third round, yeah, something around that. Yeah, uh, like this movie only has like three parts in it that I enjoy: it's the the Thunderlips, the Thunderlips <laughs> silliness, the training with Creed. Yes. Uh, and then I like the end scene where him and Creed punch each other into oh, oil paintings. Good lord! Yeah. That, you talk about an iconic scene. It literally carries over into like every other Rocky movie. <laughs> yeah, I will say. Um, the thing that always did, it literally irritated me in Rocky Three is like, 
when like Stallone is it's during the training stuff where he's like not into it and he's like, and like he's struggling to do pull ups and he's and like push taking ups. pictures and shit. And doing no, no I'm, I'm talking about like after he loses and he's oh. trying to get his mojo back, right? Sure, and, sure. and Apollo's training. Yeah. And he's just like fuck. I, it, I don't. I don't know. I can't. And I'm like, dude, you are because he's still super rich. <laughs> really good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't run on the beach. And it's like, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Did so you get cool. tranquilized? Like, what is the issue, dude? He doesn't got uh, the heart, Devin. He doesn't yeah, got the heart. It's all about the. I just can't do these <laughs> sit ups. I don't know. It's like, what do you fucking mean you can't do sit ups? Look at you. Oh my god, it's always pissed me off. Yeah, you're right. That's it's, it's very true. It's fucking um, infuriating, dude. And it, it makes Put that suit on at least. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you would have been allowed to back then. It makes for a letter a lesser um a lesser accomplishment, really, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. if he's already cut and in really good shape, what is he doing in that gym with Creed, really? Yeah. He's just going to the ghetto. <laughs> what gave him the power to fight? Like running on the beach, dude. Running on wearing the beach. short shorts and slamming dongs against your bro. They probably like thought about it. They're like, "Oh, what if you were like out of shape?" And he's like, and he was like, he got in shape. He's like, "Fucking absolutely not, dude." Yeah, good I, joke, good I, joke, bro. I think it works a little bit better in Creed Two, like that, because the same thing happened yeah. in Creed Two, where he goes and trains in like the desert mm. with with Rocky. Yeah. And uh, at least like Adonis like got like his bone shattered. Yeah. Like Rocky fell over and then like kind of didn't care because he was worried about Paul or Mickey. Nobody's worried about Paul. Buck Paul. But yeah. (laughs) Fucking garbage, man. So let's move on um, to Rocky four. One that holds a kind of a special place in my heart, to be honest. Um, It's directed by Sylvester Stallone, written by Sylvester Stallone. Um, it holds a Rotten Tomato score of 37%, uh, an audience score of 79%. It's, I get why it's low, but man, it's really low. Um, so this is the highest grossing, I think, of all the Rocky movies. This is $300 million this made at the box office. It's a bu- budget of $28 million. Um, yeah, it was made in 1985, and it has a runtime of 91 minutes. Nice and tight. Um, so this film was the fourth highest grossing film of 1985 behind Back to the Future, Beverly Hills Cop, and believe it or not, Rambo First Blood Part 2. Mm. Oh, mm. fucking killing it in 85. Killing it. Um, how, much of the, how much of that money the Fonzie got saw back? <laughs> he, He's been, he produced, Did I he think. Did he pay him back? I think he produced most of these movies. Oh, okay, so he he got he got his cut. He got a cut, man. He was. I mean, I, he got Stallone, the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, deal. Stolen doesn't seem like a dickhead. He he helps his friends, the people that help him. It sounds like so. Until all- they want, until they want to make a Drago movie, then he doesn't help anyone. <laughs> He's not right, baby. I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stallone and Lundgren engaged in authentic punching in their first fight. Which led to Stallone being admitted to intensive care with a swelling. Wait, heart. that's real. Like that shit happened that for real. Shit happened. Yeah. Did they? Was it by design? Did they choose to do it that way? I just, just he real, thought he could take it. Wasn't that the he thing? Thought he, he could take a Dolph Lundgren fucking He Man punch. <laughs> he punched him so hard that his breastplate hit his heart. 
Oh my god. His, his heart got a concussion, is what his you're saying? Heart got a concussion. <laughs> he punched him so hard as he gave his heart a concussion. What the fuck, dude? How did he not die? Are you kidding me? Oh, it's close. Good lord. It's because he's really rocky in real life. That's how he didn't die. I I feel like there probably was a little bit of anonymity on set, maybe. Probably machismo, dude. Just like macho shit. Yeah. Little little macho shit, some some trash talking. Yeah, some expendables shit. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like fucking dick measuring. There was No, I could take I could take a dolph. That ended quickly. When the insurance people got involved, they were like, that's never happening again. Yeah. Um Unless your name's Tom Cruise, then, then we'll let. Well, he's got Scientology on his side, so it won't get hurt. Um, <laughs> the film receives criticism for its predictable screenplay and Cold War themes, which some critics deemed as propaganda and negative portrayal of Russians. Mm, I mean... Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Kinda. But they cheered for him at the end. They so. did. You're right. They did. They did. You're absolutely right. I think in the end, it kind of saved face. More but it was like, we like the Russian people. We just don't like the Russian power. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was the point. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big, big, big news here. David Lloyd Austin, who played Gorbachev in this movie, also played him in Naked Gun. Wow. Oh. That's Art right. is is alive and well. The Gorbachev that gets his birthmark removed by Frank Drebin after a, a vigorous scrubbing. <laughs> that is the same Gorbachev who was in uh, Rocky IV. So, Kite made a killing in the 80s, dude. He made a fucking killing as Gorbachev. I... I like this movie more than I should. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the, it's the most fun one. I think it's like it's so fun. It is. Devin, it dare is. I say it's the D two, the Mighty Ducks of the Rocky series? I think D two yes. is a better movie though. <laughs> 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 I think it's a better made movie. Um, Wait, Chris, to be you didn't watch the 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 Stallone edited for right? You no, just watched no. like the theatrical. I watched whatever movie. was on Netflix, which I'm assuming yeah. is the theatrical. Was the ro- if the was robot, the robot was, was in it? Was the yeah. robot in it? Oh, the robot's definitely in it. Guys. Okay, yeah. then yeah, what kind okay. of movie would it be without that fucking robot? No, Don't cut remember it. Stallone Stop. wanted to cut it. He was yeah, like, he, 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 he hates the yeah, robot. You know, he's he's not always right. Okay, no, <laughs> that's the that's the thing, and I think I think a lot of people don't realize that that robot in the beginning of the movie. I know it's like, haha, that's ridiculous. That's silly. That robot sets the tone of the movie. It does. <laughs> so, like, you're not going in being like, oh, okay, I know what kind of movie I'm going into immediately. You know what's really funny about that scene when they introduce the robot? Like, Creed is having this, like, heart-to-heart with Rocky. Like, you know, <laughs> this is going to be a really important fight to me. I think I could take this kid. It's, it's really important. And then the robot shows up, and it's like, Polly, happy birthday, Polly, and leaves <laughs> a, a cake. And Creed's reaction is like... Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Creed probably has a robot too. He's got a bunch of dogs that he's throwing tennis balls to in a pool. Steve, I don't think yeah. he's got a robot. Okay, he's you think he saw dogs. the robot? He's he got upset. Guy. Oh, dude, 
What? Okay, hold on. This is going to be weird. Do you think the robot is what pushed Apollo into taking that fight so he could get a robot? Yeah. Uh, I want one of those. How much are they? Oh, uh, you know, pretty expensive. Ah, uh, man, I could probably I could take this fight. I need some. I need the bread. <laughs> I need the bread. I bought too many dogs, and now I need a bread. Dude's got a lot of dogs. Right? He's got like four dogs. Well, he spent it all on dogs. Should have bought a robot. And I want to say, anybody who's had a dog. If you put them in a pool, all that hair is going right in the filter. Oh, it's going right in the filter. <laughs> I need broke a filter, so you need to take the fight. He, he needed to take the fight because he wanted a robot to scoop out the filters because he's not going to do it. And they were like golden labs, too. And they had like that. They always shed. Oh, yeah. You know, so it was just like. They're, they should have cut back like immediately, like after the robot comes in of Creed looking at Rocky and being like. Can you have sex with the robot? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's what they ended on. They cut. That's what they ended on. That would be a good jump. That would be a good cutaway. He was so upset that the robot was there when he was talking. I mean, the robot is essentially it's foreshadowing. All right, let's look it up. It's foreshadowing. You're right, because that's Drago. That's Drago. Drago <laughs> comes in, ruins the birthday party. Yeah, yeah. He goes, if he dies, he dies. Get your cake, Polly. He should he should smash the robot should like go nuts and smash the cake. And like Rocky's like, I should never bought that robot. Maybe you shouldn't take that fight. <laughs> it's a bit on the nose, but Oh man. Oh, what uh, a fun fucking movie, man. It That's also I will movie. say it also has one of my favorite scenes in general, but I it's my favorite, I think, Apollo moment. Where he comes out, right? He's he's all fucking done up, and uh, I think the big hat is that the one. I, actually, I might be misremembering. America, oh ah, that's the one where Joe Frazier comes out and he goes, Joe Frazier, and he's no, like, no, he's like, that's oh, one. that's the oh, that's one. Never mind. I love that. I love Joe that Frazier. Yeah, Joe Frazier. Joe <laughs> Frazier. Joe Frazier is a, has a cameo in the first movie. Yeah. He looks really good. He doesn't look like he's stuttering or anything. CTE or was it CRT, whatever. No, nah, yeah, CTE. Yeah, uh, uh, quick correction. CTE, not not critical race theory. Critical race um, theory. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so we got to fix that. Uh, yes, he, 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 looked, he looked healthy there. So uh, it's good to see for Jerk Ranger. Um, okay, so Rocky IV. Um, we're going to jump over to Rocky V now. Um, Ooh, the best one. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, boxing. Yeah. Oh, what up? Directed Tommy by Gunn. John G. Albertson. He comes back. Guys. Um, <laughs> like a threat. By, like a threat. Uh, written by Sylvester Stallone. He still writes it. Um, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 31%. An audience score of 31%. Wow. That's rare. That's rare. Um Box office 120 million, budget 42 million. Where did the 42 fucking million dollars come to make this piece of shit? Where? Yeah, no, that's that's really that's egregious. That's egregious, <laughs> man. There is so few actual like settings outside of shitty Philadelphia. <laughs> like, like I mean, I bet Philly. you, I bet you, most of that was going to allowing them to throw that helmet at the statue. <laughs> Wait, that happens in three. No, that's four. No, no, I'm talking about five. Oh, I'm oh sorry. boy, Steve, I, I going four. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about Rocky. <laughs> no, they didn't even put the helmet throw in that. That would have cost them. You're right. Yeah, I don't, yeah, all that movie is is just like 
street. They don't even have a fight in a ring in that movie. I know. It's like I know. <laughs> dark street. Um, <laughs> there were creative differences between the director and production and the writer, excluding many of the darker elements of the script. Hint, hint, hint wink, wink. Stallone envisioned this as the last Rocky movie. I mean, for the longest time, it was like well, he, yeah. he wanted him to die. That's what I got. I mean, did they give him like a brain hemorrhage? Yeah, he did. Or they what does he have? He has brain damage. He brain has, damage. Yeah. They don't. They don't call it CTE because they don't know what that is yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just but punk he, drunk. He, he was also. Um. He was also recovering from his heart concussion that he had <laughs> in the yeah. previous film. The one they don't even talk about. <laughs> well, I'll say this: I actually love the the very very beginning of Five, where he's in the shower and he's oh yeah, that's and his, really and his hands can't stop shaking and stuff. I'm like, oh, because again, it's kind of like it's a direct lead in, right? Or maybe there's a time jump, but it's like it starts no, with him right after, right after. The yeah, time, yeah, it like, starts with him, and he's like, my hands can't stop. Sh-. It's like a scare. It's a scary scene, you know, because it's, it's extremely scary. His and brain it, is fucked. It kind of ties back to the darker, sadder elements of like the mm. first movie. Yeah. Well, this okay. is like three where on paper you're like, yeah, okay. Like yeah, I would yeah. watch this movie. Yeah. And then it just gets every it's like, the Rocky Balboa stuff gets in the way. Essentially. The thing is, it's like, yeah, it's like er, very early 90s, I think, um, style it's, of filmmaking. It's like if Creed was directed by an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. And they put a white guy in it instead of, instead of Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> it's not. It's just doesn't. And a white guy that can't act, by the way, Tommy. Yeah. Well, uh, also Ooh. former actual boxer. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, he is an awful, awful actor. Um, yeah. Really brings the film down. His son is so fucking annoying too. Isn't Stallone. that his actual son? Yep. It's Sage yeah. Stallone making his fucking debut. <laughs> um yeah that whole plot line is dumb where he's getting bullied um the whole thing also, was, yeah what, what polly no polly loses all their fucking money yes polly uh basically gets power of attorney over uh rocky's cash and then gives it to an investment banker who invests in high stakes real estate and it all disappears i mean i understand why you would do that yeah i get it too it's not relatable to have like rich super Rocky. rich Rocky with the robot. Like that's the thing. The beginning of the movie should have opened with Rocky's handshaking. Rocky gets out of the shower and he goes, my, my hands it won't stop shaking. And then the robot comes in and says, we need to take you to a hospital. <laughs> and then like, I think it would have been, you know, seriously, I think it would have <laughs> been a better thing if maybe he lost like a good deal of money in like hospitalization and medical bills. Like, that would be really very realistic too, because it's right. like he can't fight. Uh, like you know, all of his money, his fortune is going to that. But yeah, I think that's a great idea, Chris. Yeah, you know, I think it would have made more sense than giving the dumbest character in the series all of your money. I yeah, think, yeah. I know. I think it, Rocky's dumb, but not that dumb. But not Adrian. Adrian's not that dumb. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, like she should if, not. Uh, yeah. If you take like the bones of that script. And like, give it to somebody like a little bit better, and like somebody not trying to like capture like. That's the thing. I think like this like kind of goes a little too realistic with like '90s boxing. Yes, it does. I mean, I want to say that's its strength and weakness at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, I feel like it's a good indicator of what was happening in '90s boxing with the uh, 
with the Don King stand in. Uh, oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, I forgot too. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking it up. Rocky Five promoter. Ah, George Washington Duke. George Washington Duke. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a good commentary on mm. um what what's currently happening in boxing. What happened to Mike Tyson, particularly. <coughs> With Don King basically taking his money and ruining him and all this other nonsense. Um, but yeah, I feel like um, it's just so poorly written. <laughs> and the acting is bad from anyone other than Stallone that it's like, it just wasn't followed through right. You know, um, that, that, that plot line. Um, so it made $120 million, like I said. And it's considered the lowest grossing film in the series, which is crazy. When you think about it, like 120 million is in, in 1990. Yeah, that's the floor. That's the floor for the series. Holy shit. Um, so you guys are going to like this. Mickey was originally supposed to appear as a ghost. Yes. <laughs> the railway bridge in the last fight. Mm. And he was giving him like encouragement. You can do it, Rock. <laughs> Like Would have been the right like, move. Would have been the right that, move. I, like I like the idea, but like I no, movies never do ghosts right. Like no, they always try to make them like motivational. I want like a full on like vengeful spirit. <laughs> well, Polly would be like, "You fucking murdered me!" And he's like, "We do it, Polly." He's like, "I'm gonna haunt your soul." <laughs> Wait, Polly? Wait, Polly's not he, he dead. Thinks- no. Oh, Polly! I want Polly. Devin thinks the better story would be if Rocky if shot Rocky murders Rocky Three, <laughs> and then he's like, "You killed me!" Yeah, he's just a fucking furious. There's your ghost. Fight. Rocky versus a ghost. Oh my god! The only ghost he should fight is the spirit of Philadelphia. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. you know there was a extended. Or, comes down. There was an alternate cut where he helps Tommy Gunn up. He uh, really, to, uh, yeah. I was watching. This, I watched some sort of. This guy gave like a very over serious, which he, he kind of you appreciate, but he gave like a very yeah. over serious review oh, of Tommy fuck? Gunn, the boxer. What the, I, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, no, but he's like Tommy <laughs> Gunn's boxing ability. You know, he was. You know, he kind of breaks the, the fictional character, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." But he, they show footage where, like, you know, he gets hit, punched up against the bus, and then he, like, you know, he helps him up, and he's like, "Oh, thanks, Rock." It's like, okay, no. cool. Yeah, I don't think it would have had the same punch as the original one. <laughs> where he goes, "Shoot me for what? Shoot <laughs> me for what?" Um, the speech that Mickey gives in the flashback in this movie is based on an interview with Customato given in 1985, shortly after Tyson's first pro bout. Mm. That kind of... I do like the flashback. I guess uh, now I know why. (laughs) 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 It makes sense, because that's a... I actually watched that interview, and Customato is like, God, what a great man in general Customato was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude, if Tyson got Customato just like a decade (sighs) earlier... Yeah. It would have you know? really would have changed things. Um, pro vest- wrestling vet Terry Funk helped choreograph much of the street fight that happened in the film. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Dang, okay. Terry That's Funk, cool. hardcore legend. He doesn't like Terry Funk. Um, so I feel like this, you know, not a great movie, obviously, but we are moving on to a better movie, and that is Rocky Balboa, which is considered Rocky Six. 
um, directed by Sylvester Stallone, written by Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. It holds a Rotten Tomato score of 77%, an audience score of 76%. Uh, box office $156 million and a budget of $24 million. Um, it was made in 2006, so that's a 16-year jump since five, and it had a runtime of 102 minutes. Um, yeah, so this movie, it's, this is a difficult one. This is the one that kind of I was the most conflicted about, to be honest. I've like, seen it twice, I think, full through. Like, I like, like, I like four I know three is bad. I know five is bad. But this one is like uh, kind of in the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I think it's better than Rocky 2. In okay. in in, in mm. sense of it not being as formulaic as Rocky 2. And it's, it's interesting. It's sadder than Rocky too. Too like I like my Rocky sad. Okay, like Adrian is dead. That's that's a Adrian's big, dead. Yeah, Adrian's, Adrian's dead, dead. But like, boy, does it like peeve me that like they still gave Rocky a romantic interest in this one. Well, okay, like I get, I, I get it, but also like. I push back a little on that, Steve, because she literally has a scene where she's like, "You're not interested in me, are you?" And he's like, "No, no, I don't, I don't love anybody except for Adrian." Like, and that made my heart break a little bit. I think I, I th- in my heart of hearts, this is going to sound so stupid. Yeah, in my heart of hearts, I wish this movie wasn't a boxing movie. I <laughs> wish this was Rocky running a restaurant movie. I think you're, I think you're on to something there because. Those are the best scenes. Those are the best scenes. <laughs> Those are the best scenes of the movie. The fight is not that great. The the reasoning and lead up to the fight, the lead lead up and the montage are great. But like the reasoning for the fight is so fucking stupid. Like that stupid CGI like fight night bullshit. Yeah. It's I mean, so dated. <laughs> this was the trend of that period where they were bringing out all the old movie stars from like the 80s like yeah. Yeah. They had Rocky Rambo uh, came out too. Yeah. John Rambo, um, uh, uh, Indiana Jones four came out around the same time. Yeah, yeah, I feel like people were like, "Oh, we can't think of anything original." Yeah, no, you're right. Like, think well, think about it this way, right? This was like around the time that the uh, writer strike happened. Ah, I see. I see where you're going with that. Yes. So maybe just like a lot of heads were like, "Let's just trot out. Let's just trot out the old uh, standbys." And you know it made a lot of money. It was 156 million. I mean, I was happy to see him. Like these are the people I was up too. On. Yeah. I yeah. Was, like this movie, when I saw it, I was really into it. But now watching it a little later, a little you know, 27 or 17 years later, it has an age well. Do you think it's technically the most quoted Rocky movie now? Yeah. yeah. Like has it has it out has it. Quotes. What quotes is? Well, yeah, it's the whole quotes? speech. Oh, oh, the whole easy, speech easy, that he easy. gives. I, I know exactly what he's talking about. The speech with Rocky was like, "It's not as hard. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and get back up." Yeah, like that's that, how winning's done. That's how winning's done. That is yeah. a big quote that I see being used nonstop everywhere. Yeah, it's a great line. It's a great fucking line. 
let's be honest. Um, Devin, would you say this is like the Top Gun Maverick of the Rocky movies? Uh, <laughs> no, that's a serious. I know, I know, I've been trolling, but that's kind of like a serious question because it came out what sixteen years after the last. It's one? not as fun, but it would, honestly, it would be more like Top Gun Maverick if Rocky stepped in the ring against uh, was a pretty Ricky Connolly and, and Creed <laughs> <laughs> and kicked his ass instead of Creed. Like that would have been your Rocky Top Gun. Was, I mean, I, I like I like this one. This is probably my third favorite Rocky movie. To be honest, I agree. I John, I agree with you. I I I, I think it is too for me. Um, I just think there are aspects like nostalgia glasses aside from Rocky Four. Like I think, I think like you know, pound for pound. No pun intended. Like this is probably a better movie. I think. I do think yeah. Rocky's on to something about not, not making it a boxing. <laughs> if it was a movie about like Rocky settling in to a, like a restaurant, but that could have been what five was, you know? Yeah, it should have been what no, five. No, no, no. Was. That's, the end. that's the that's the the thread where like Tommy Gunn's like sue you for your restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, damn so there's an aspect of this that i immediately picked up on and i read about it in wikipedia and i want mm-hmm. to get your guys uh in feel about it because i think it's kind of sad uh brain brain damage was scrapped from this film due to modern yeah. medicine into brain damage realizing that rocky suffering from the normal range of brain damage for fighters oh man uh, yeah that's uh, that's well, a slippery slope yeah, I, I don't know if that would be a good idea to put that out there, you know? Yeah. You don't, you don't want to have Rocky Benoit, Adrian. <laughs> oh so right. so I, this is the I think real... you died, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I would also say that this is the quote-unquote realistic one, right? This is where, like, it's a little bit more real. Rocky's boxing is, is more authentic and legitimate. When you say realistic, it. I mean realistic. In since the last three movies, I think, yeah, 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 but in the sense of just even like the fighting style, but like in terms of the plot, they wanted to reference because in five, right, don't they say like you can't box anymore, like he loses his license, so you have to basically, you know, get that back, like you need that. That's a big point is like he needs to get be licensed to fight again, yeah, and And there's there's that scene in, in Rocky Balboa where he's talking to the licensing committee in City Hall and he's basically yeah. like you know if you had to drive and you want to do something nobody should be able to stop you well rock you have fucking brain damage man it's a good idea to do <laughs> that's that. a great he kind of gives a nice speech there too doesn't he he does he does it's yeah. really heartfelt like i this is all i have i have he kept saying that he has something in the basement yeah. Oh, monster in his chest, right? They should do a reveal, like a like a psycho reveal at the end. That like he's got Adrian's bones in the basement, <laughs> up below Adrian's. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! No boxing in this movie. Just monsters and horror. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, Stallone wanted uh, Roy Jones Jr. for Mason Dixon, but Jones mm-hmm. never returned Stallone's call. He didn't want to accidentally kill Sylvester Stallone on the <laughs> Man, that's a shame because he would have been way better than Mason the Line Dixon. I know. Oh, Expendables came out around this time too? Uh, yes. Did it? I yeah. No, I think he's yeah. right. Um, so uh, what I really like about this movie is what I noticed while I was watching it. So after the first two rounds, 
the, the first two rounds is kind of shot like a pay-per-view event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I, that's, yeah, it's a little shot a little bit more authentic. That's cool. But then yeah. as those two rounds finish, it turns into the cinematic Rocky fight. He breaks his hand or something, right? Yes. Yeah. There's a yeah. moment where he, I think he breaks his hand. Yeah. I think he Mason does. does. Mason breaks it on his yes. fucking ribs. Yes. That's right. That's right. And, and that's what gives Rocky the, 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 that's how he can fit in because he's not a better boxer. And they're kind of, you know, they said he wasn't a great boxer even back then in terms of like defensively or technique. And uh, as we all know, Paulie gets fired or he's forced into retirement in this movie. And- oh my God, what a shame. <laughs> and I thought he was shot and turned into a ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, he's a painter. They keep the walls bleed. Like, yeah. He's literally at work at the meatpacking plant painting. Like, I'm like, oh, of course you're going to get fired. You're not working. <laughs> he's fucking- painting stupid paintings. Um, yeah, I, I I like this movie. I feel like John's right. I think this is probably my third favorite. Um, but I I do think it has aged pretty bad. Like it's not aged well. Um, yeah, partially because of the CGI shit, the weird fight thing, and Milo Vermentelli or whatever the fuck his name is is so useless in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, as a character, it's just like. Ugh. I do. I I will. And this isn't Milo's character choice. This is just the. I love that his son like just did not have any interest in boxing. Like yes, that would been. I do too. I do too. Yeah, I'll he give him that. A lawyer. Yeah. He became a lawyer. So like, yeah. he cared more about that than than boxing. But he hated his job and he quit. So it's like, what? What do you? What? What's the point of your character? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, technically, he's Jess from Gilmore Girls. Milo. Oh, so. Okay. All right. Enough. That's Enough. why. Enough. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. Okay. We're not comparing Gilmore Girls to Rocky. Okay. Well, Rocky's better, obviously. Than of course Gilmore it Girls. is. Of course it is. Don't tell that to Rain, though. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're moving on to the big, the big one here. Uh, Creed, directed by <laughs> Ryan Coogler, written by Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington. A perfect uh, movie, in my opinion. Year is 2015, crazy. runtime 133 minutes, Rotten Tomato score 95%, audience score 89%. This is mm-hmm. what I 95 should be where Rocky is, by the way. That's I feel like it's the highest rated one. It's the highest rated movie. Highest rated Rocky of the series. Um <sighs> box office 173 million, budget of 40 million. I didn't uh, think this movie was gonna be good, to be honest. Like when I don't they think announced it. Good. <laughs> yeah because it's like no but there's like there's like rocky balboa surprise you and it was good and then there's this where it was like oh it's a masterpiece oh okay like i i didn't expect it to be a fucking masterpiece movie like a kino (laughs) the moment that that michael b jordan quits his job and then goes home and shadow boxes his father on the big screen in his room (laughs) like i'm like this is something special like this yeah this is fucking good great i would say um yeah this film it's got everything guys everything yeah. everything it's got cheesesteaks it's got cheesesteaks it's got did we even get cheesesteaks in the rocky series i don't no. think we did no not a one the uh i think the fighting in the, the boxing is so kinetic in this oh, this is the best great it's not even close. It's the best it's ever been, and it's not even close. It's yeah, the right. best on-screen text 
describing the boxers like it's a like, <laughs> like sporting events too. Yeah, like dude, I fucking love that. Googler. Googler, um, what are you doing over there, man? Creed's Fuck. first fucking. fight. I'm gonna talk about let him, this. Let him cook. Creed's first fight is the best shot boxing in any of these movies. Hands the down. one where he's in Mexico? No, I'm sorry. That would be his second fight. The one where he starts working with Rocky and he gets a chance to fight one of the kids. The stunt that, man? That's, is it no, stunt not, man? It's not stunt man. He's just fighting like that. Yeah. One of the some kids other guy. Uh, one of the sparring dudes, the, the boxing, the sparring dudes in the gym. Yeah. Like this is before Rocky pulls him out of the Mickey's gym to go train somewhere else because he doesn't want, you know, the guy seeing him have a fight. Um, that fight scene is one take. And it's yeah. three rounds of box. Sick. That's sick. Crazy. Great. I it's the best boxing I've ever seen in a movie. Hands down. I, I don't I like Cinderella Man is close because of how they shot it and how they yeah. put the cinematographer in basically attire and just had the people punch him <laughs> while they were fighting. It's fucking really cool. But like this Little Duke. Little Duke. That fight? He's a, he's a Hispanic kid. I can't remember his name. They're wearing the he- helmets. It's no, the, yeah, I mean, helmets. no, it's, it's like the one. Yeah, it's the one shot that he does. It's a it's a legit fight. I forget the kid's name in it who's fighting, but goddamn, it feels real, and it feels like you're in the ring with them fighting. Um, God, I loved it. I loved it. I love this movie. It's so fucking good, <laughs> and. Uh, the the beginning is phenomenal with the flashback of Adonis in you know juvenile uh, what is it juvenile prison what do they call it juvie detention yeah juvie. juvenile detention, detention center right yeah, I don't know but anyway um, yeah like that whole lead up to it knowing who he is almost before the movie tells you like it, it gives you all those wonderful indicators and it's just uh, it's so well done. And I, I love this movie. I love watching it again. Um, there's a there's a couple of like really like perfect scenes in this movie. There really if, are. If you go back and think about it, there really are. I feel like uh, Tess Thompson in this is great. I feel like her relationship with my uh, with Adonis and her you know affliction, what she was born with, which is degenerative hearing loss, which is only getting worse, and she's a musician. Like, there's so many aspects. Of like being the underdog story, and like rising above your own limitations to be better, trying to trying to live up to something that you can never that no one could ever live up to, and then realizing that that's wrong. Yeah, like the 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 part at the end. Then I don't want to like we can jump back and forth, but like the part at the end when he's like, I have to prove that I'm not a mistake. Is like, man, like because like everything all comes together. At that moment, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, that's what he's been doing this whole time. Yeah. Fucking go get him, go get him, Adonis. It's like you kind of question him. Like, maybe he is soft. Like, he's not. Yeah, going to win. And then he says that, and you're like, "Well, the chip on your shoulder just grew a chip on its shoulder." Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, the uh, you know, I mean, like the uh, Rocky's got to keep him in there too. Can't even fucking see out of his eye. They have to cheat. To God, you know, oh, but let, let, me, let me. Yeah, I was gonna say that is one of my. That is one of the best little bits. It's just a, a little touch, dude. Because it's like everybody's into this, and you kind of see how. Yeah, that shit happens all the time, dude. That's that's like a that's a Ryan Coogler like I studied every inch of boxing 
before. So let yeah. me let me clarify. Let me, let me give context to the people listening. The scene in which Adonis Creed it basically gets one of his eyes shut through you know his eyes swollen, so swollen shut, swollen shut. Can't even see, he can't, can't see. see. Uh, the ref comes up to him and asks him in his towards his left eye to count the the fingers that he's showing up, and his his corner doctor grabs his head and taps the 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 number of fingers that the <laughs> yeah. ref is holding up on his neck and it's just it's such a yeah, how many fingers slap 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 three and you're like yes dude i love that yes you are gonna dock the ring yes <laughs> yeah fucking a dude you don't need that eyeball uh but like i mean uh going back um fucking the whole rocky having cancer bit was like whoo i i mean i didn't i didn't expect to cry creed did you guys expect to cry at that movie yeah, no. Like it's a beautiful film. I feel like did, did he win? Did he win? He didn't win that year, did he? Oh, for best supporting Stallone actor won a Golden Globe for best supporting actor, but he did not win the Academy Award for best. <sighs> Who won over him? I need to know now. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. Uh, God damn it! I can find it. I remember because oh, oh, we were oh, oh, I, there were a lot of people talk like buzzing. They're like, "How do you not give it to Stallone for this fucking for this performance that he didn't? You know, twenty fifteen. I mean." Oscars. I don't want to say he didn't have to to yeah, go that hard, but yeah. he didn't have to go that hard, right? Like no, yeah, the movie, yeah, he really didn't. Like, yeah, like the movie would have been great if he didn't go as hard as he went, you know. And you know, he went, he went ham. Like, and not only that, but like just like you know, the whole when he's talking to to Adonis after Adonis finds out about his cancer. Oh, he's like, if I could Simmons put one for Whiplash. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That was a great movie. Great yeah, movie. when he's like, if I could take everything good in my life and put it in a bowl, I'm just like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah, like, dude. That scene was like, oh, God, like, <laughs> that'll tear anybody to shreds, like, just hearing him talk like that. See, I, you know, I talking, also... he, has no, he literally has no will to live anymore, so he's just going to let cancer kill him. Like, that, like, then this is the guy that Chris has been talking about the whole night. The guy that never gives up, the underdog that never that never doesn't doesn't know how to not fight, you know. Like I don't know if that made sense. He doesn't know how to. Yeah, he doesn't know how to not fight. Yeah, no, yeah right. he, he can't he's quit. up. Yeah, Rocky giving up is like that's a big thing, you know. And, the, and in the pants, man. And like that's that's the, the cool thing about Kugler is like he 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 makes Creed its own thing, but he still keeps it. He still keeps it Rocky as well. Yeah. Like even the. The the one perfect scene I want to talk about is like the the where he's the the Creed running scene through Philadelphia yeah. mm-hmm. is like what the fuck <laughs> like the like motorcycleman with the motorcycles and then the the Meek Mill like transforming yeah. into yeah. the Rocky yeah. song that you've been yeah. that you were kind of thinking about like when are they gonna play this song you know it's it's gonna happen at some point it was like a I I do perfect say time. the best usage of the Rocky song out of the two Creed movies is actually in Creed two. Okay, I will, and I'll tell you exactly when we get there. All right, what okay. Scene that is, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, so a few more facts: uh, Tony Ballou and Andrew Ward joined the film with. I, I'm not pronouncing. Oh, it Andre right. Ward. Ballou. Andre Ward. Yeah, uh, playing pretty uh, Ballou playing uh, pretty Ricky Connell who is an actual boxer. Um, the Victor Cafe in Philly is St- the shooting. Uh, what's his name? Look- Danny the Stuntman Wheeler, which is like yes. Probably one of the coolest names. Yeah, they really, they really go out of their way to make good names in these movies, huh? 
the Victor Cafe in Philly is the shooting location for Adrian's. I believe in both Rocky Balboa and Creed. If you guys ever want to check it out? They sing opera mm. while you eat. That's. Yeah, really I'm dumb. gonna make my reservations today tonight. <laughs> dumb, but I want to go. This place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely go. Uh, music from the film was made by Bill Conte, Vince DiCola, Future, Meek Mill, and White Dave, who I've never heard of until today. Uh, <laughs> Meek. Development was delayed, so Kugler and Jordan could film uh, or could start writing Black Panther, apparently. Wow, um, Marvel's got to make things. They got to fucking stall things. Every, every, the world stops turning <laughs> when Marvel movies need to get made. And that movie went on to make a billion gazillion. A billion, a 1B. Literally a, B. a billion dollars. It made a B. Oh, okay. So, moving on. Uh, Creed, great movie. Loved it. Uh, Creed 2. Now, this movie I went in to thinking I'm, I wasn't going to enjoy it. I, I kind of thought it was going to be a weaker entry, but man, I, I was proven wrong. I feel like this one was better than I, that I gave it credit in originally for. I've only so, seen it once. It's, it's, I watched it when, when we watched it in the theaters and then it came on, it came on like the TV, like during the pandemic. And I was like, fucking like I, my whole life stopped. And I was like, man, this movie's awesome. I forgot. It is really I forgot how fun this movie is. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's sad too, with, with Victor Drago and his son being like outcasted from, from Russia living in Ukraine. Is it that sad though? After we, after we were fed all that propaganda from Rocky four, <laughs> I wasn't that sad for them. Were you guys, uh, you know, this movie, made me. <laughs> and you know, you know, what's really great. You know, it's a great little, like little foil, little, little, like uh, little, uh, you know, transposition of, of symbols, symbolism. Uh, in the first Creed movie, Rocky's driving the van and Creed is running after it. Like he's trying to chase him down and Rocky drives a little faster and it's cute. Oh, and you know? this one, it's it's opposite. It's this one. Drago is driving the Drago van behind is trying him. trying to run his son over yeah. with, his, yes. with his truck. Yes. And that was like, oh, I see what you did there. That's it's a different, cool. yeah, a little different uh, methods. Clever. Clever to say the least. Um, they couldn't afford the gas. That's why. <laughs> he's just, he just coasting behind him. Uh, this was shot in 2018 as a Rotten Tomatoes score of 83%, an audience score of 80%, uh, box office 214 million with a budget of 50 million and a runtime of 130 minutes. Um, directed by Stephen Capel Jr., written by Jewel Taylor and Sylvester Stallone. Um, Ryan Coogler returns as executive producer because he was actively filming Black Panther while this movie came out. Um, <laughs> Jordan was paid three to four million dollars for his involvement. Is that a lot for a movie like this, or is that no small? Kind of. I mean, he's probably get three hundred million. He's getting more for three. I could How much more. did he get paid for playing Eric Killmonger? Do we know? Oh, probably no idea. Money. Probably way more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, I would say more. Um, and if he more- didn't, it's like you know. That's what makes him more money in the next movie, right? Because yes. it's like, yo, I'm yes. Killmonger, dude. Yes. Uh, made more money domestically than the first Creed movie. Um, it was suggested that Dante Wilder could play Clubber Lang's son in Creed 3. This is a little future stuff, too. Um, that was scrapped, obviously. Um, 
That would have been kind of weird to that fight another weird. one of Rocky's rival sons. Like that's a little, little too. <laughs> that's too. It's a little too much. Little yeah. Too much. Uh, Rocky series was announced to continue in July 2019 with Rocky mentoring another young fighter who entered the country illegally to see his sick sister. The film would be shot in Mexico. Oh, is that still happening? Because. I have no idea. I have no because no, they'd rather make a Drago, movie, Drago Jr. movie. Well, that's the thing, right? If Stallone doesn't have the rights to the Rocky movie, he somehow lost the rights. This, this was 2019, so things. He needs changed. the Fonz yeah. to come back and, and bail him out again. That's what he needs. <laughs> yeah, he sold it again. Um, but like, there's something about it because he 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 has no involvement in three, and yeah. I'm sorry, in Creed three. Yes, and he's like upset about it. He's like very upset about it. Um, so I don't, maybe it's, maybe he doesn't have the rights to Creed or no, Stallone said he and his family would never own the rights to the Rocky franchise. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, somehow doesn't own the rights. There is a rock Rocky prequel series also that was announced in 20 hmm. so I'm a little unsure about that. Rocky uh, but like, like that, that movie, that that series is going to end with him finally beating Spider Rico. It's like really. <laughs> well, he lost. Uh, Did he lose this? No, he won. He beats. No, him. he like body slams him and then knocks him out on the ground. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. Yeah. So my favorite okay, usage of the Rocky movies in all the Creed or the Rocky song in all the Creed movies is in this one, and um, it's in Creed two. It's the last fight. Uh, Creed gets hit in the side. He breaks his ribs again. And he's on the mat, and he's literally like got his fist down on the mat, oh, and he's punching the mat. That. And as soon as he starts punching the mat, you hear dun dun da da dun da da dun da da. Oh like, man! Huge, bombastic, <laughs> like real, like you're into it. And he gets back up, and he starts going fucking ham on on Victor Drago's son. Oh, man, um, we didn't even talk about in the first Creed when when he resurrects himself from the dead too. <laughs> yeah. and you hear that. <laughs> You see the, I, the flash of Apollo and you hear the tiger growl, which is this, pretty pretty nuts. I think this one works a little better because Victor Drago's son is so imposing. I disagree in my Adam Sandler voice. I, 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 I think this is a more <laughs> imposing fighter. I think him getting back up after breaking his ribs again is a it, way more. Like, it's bigger. The stakes are bigger. Technically, know, Victor man. never falls either, dude. He never yeah. falls. Yep, yep. It's weird though, like hearing you defend this movie. I know, Chris, I because know, like man. I think you were you were saying before before you watched them again that you weren't expecting Creed two to be to be up there. I, do, I I'm crazy, you know. Like I was I was going into it with low expectations. I thought it wasn't going to be a strong contender because Creed. My uh, my watch yelled at me f- during Creed two for my heart rate being too high during the fight <laughs> during the Drago <laughs> fight scene. <laughs> the first one or the second one? The second one. The second one. Okay. Yeah. I because I I mean first one yeah like I don't know but the second one like Creed or Drago's son is literally like fucking nine times his size. He's a fucking yes. he's El Gigante like he's exactly. huge. I just gave me it got my blood pumping when I heard that music in this moon and it, and my heart was beating and I was like wow this is this is how I felt watching you know the first rocky montage and uh i was shocked i was shocked that it was in this movie you know of all, of all movies i still think creed's a better movie but like that scene is great it's really a good usage of the of the soundtrack um 
But yeah, so with with all of that being said, I have my Rocky ranking list here, and I'm I'm gonna run down. Um, we can go from bottom up, toilet tier yeah, to coma go, tier. I'll go bottom up. That's better. Um, <laughs> okay. So Rocky three is my least favorite, <laughs> with Rocky five in close okay. intention for that, and then uh, Rocky four, uh, Rocky two. Dang. Creed 2, Rocky Balboa. Oh, okay. Creed, and then Rocky. Rocky's one. Rocky's number one still. You know, I'm very excited for Creed 3. And I was like, I should watch the other ones. But I remembered I watched Creed right before, like the same night. And then I saw Creed 2. You're burned I out. Felt like it hurt. I felt like it hurt the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of want to. Well, I watched I them learned... all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no like, I mean, like, literally, day of, day of, day of. Like, day of I watched oh, Creed. I watched Creed, and then I saw Creed two, and I was like, Yeah, I was just like more of it. Man, Creed, Creed, Creed yeah. three sitting at a fat ninety one percent right now. Wow. When are we seeing that, fellas? Are we seeing it this weekend? When do you want to see it? I mean, we got another. We got a real fight on Saturday. Yeah, but is it Friday? Friday? If you want to go Friday, I'll. I'll I'm yeah. down. I I'm might. Down. I might not be able to swing Friday, but we'll figure it out. We're going to do I'll Thursday, Thursday night. Um, Thursday, I could probably do too. I could we'll figure. It out. I could we'll, swing we'll Thursday. Fi- we'll figure it off off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll like, figure that yeah. out. Okay, folks. Well, that is another episode of Glani and Chill in the Can, um, one of my favorite series ever made. Um, I'm really glad to have watched these movies again. I love Rocky, love Creed. And uh, for my next uh, endeavor, I will be watching the films of John Cassavetes, the uh, storied and controversial director of the 1960s, 1950s, 60s, and 70s. So, Tune in, folks. It's going to be a wild one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) For people that like John Cassavetti. What the fuck, dude? (laughs) I think he's a great director, and I'm I'm excited. I haven't seen a lot of his movies, so um, I've only seen one, and um, I got a chance. I think there's eight of them, and I have them all. So I'm going to run through it, and uh, we'll see you again in a month. Good night. Bye. Is it really? Mine's still mine's still going. Did you stop? Uh oh. My recording is still going. <laughs>